<laughs> this oh, is why you're yeah. not a basketball player. He's got to take my pens because I fidget with them. Yeah. Mm. Bit of a nervous Nelly. It's good I don't have regular pens because I'm a... Yeah, that's I, I took that one upstairs the, and I left it upstairs because I would do the same thing. It was the first several podcasts. You know, I have to I have to tap into and my innate stillness to record because otherwise I'm very fidgety and just do be ha- still. Do you have an innate stillness? Yeah, I'm very I'm very centered. His alter ego is Nate Stillness. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, it's like Nate Stillness, Zen bodyguard. Listens to a lot of Yanni. This, this is a Nicolas Cage movie. Nate Stillness. <laughs> I like to think it's a um, maybe a prequel or a postquel to uh, Drive Angry. Postquel. Um, I think the new term they've invented is sequel. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> I just read about it today. <laughs> your head kicked off someday oh she's gonna kill me she's gonna kill no, me on air on I the ha- mic i have a lot of nate stillness <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be inmate stillness after you murder me ha <laughs> 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 huh. this is a good start it's not bad <laughs> it's a steal of life right now They put the B in random. I fucking wait. Is that the real? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember Ben FM, but vaguely. Oh, it, it created great anger in my heart every time I heard it in the car. Like I have punched a radio because yeah. of the B in random. That's like something Robin would come up with because he's illiterate. Oh boy. Yeah. Robin a weird. A weird sticking point that you. Robin doesn't read fucking books. Not one book in that man's hand. Point to me the scene in this movie where Robin reads anything. I wasn't really watching. He doesn't it even do that. a look. There's the exit. <laughs> Although there is a visible exit sign. <laughs> he goes, "I see bird and sky." That's like his his yep. best reading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I have no proof that Chris O'Donnell read the script. <laughs> <laughs> well, every single one of his lines was like, or like three words, and that was it. Honestly, yeah. like the I don't know who wrote this, but the writers only cared about writing Schwarzenegger like writing you know Mr. Freeze and everyone else just kind of vaguely says what's going on in the scene that's it, it like felt, even Batman who is your main character it felt like 70% of the lines were Freeze yeah for sure and like everyone else cobbled together 20% and the 10% was like the random guy yelling about his bad day well the only other person who has any kind of character like real character in this movie is uh, Michael Goh who plays Alfred yeah true he has like three scene, like three major scenes, and they're all like pretty decent. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best part of this series. So I'll start here. This is a minor quibble with talking about the Batman movies. Is that people always refer to this as like you know either the the Burton Batman or the Michael Keaton Batman or the Clooney or the whatever like who played Batman or who directed them because mm-hmm. it's 
you know, the first two were directed by Tim Burton, and the latter two were directed by Joel Schumacher. Uh, Michael Keaton played Batman in the first two, and then you had Val Kilmer, then you had George Clooney, and they talk about them in those sorts of terms, but the one constant is Michael Go mm-hmm. played Alfred's. These should be the Michael Go Batman films. Okay. Look for our change.org position. position. <laughs> you know, I can't talk today. <laughs> That's probably a Freudian slip. Change this the, was a very horny Batman the, movie. Change.org. Yeah. <laughs> that Turkish bathhouse. Yeah. Yeah, this All is... All the bat butts. This is a very horny and Batman. Others. Yep. You Hello, can... excellent humans. And what... Well, uh, can't do it. You have to do it. <laughs> I can't talk. Hello, today. excellent humans. <laughs> Welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch. I'm your host, Hunter Bush, with me as always. Allison, you coolest. And our guest today, Rowan McQuaid. Hi, Rowan. Hi. You <laughs> 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 sound so nervous. And now the quiz portion of our show. How many nipples? Oh, I lost count. It's yeah. an odd number, though. Is it? I thought yeah. you saw both gorilla nipples. You did, but not in every shot. Oh, God, if we're just doing, yeah, shot-by-shot tally, I have no idea. I mean, I figured it was Mr. Skin rules. What? Mr. Skin, the website. Oh, good. So, (laughs) I get to explain Mr. Skin. Um, Mr. Skin was in the the, the wild, wild west era of the internet. Somebody was just like, hey, we should, uh... We should make a website where we just give you the time codes when people are naked in movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and for how long. I have this and sort then... of thing, but didn't know the name. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. There's a couple. But yeah, okay. uh, and there are other sites that are like, there are, there are 13 nipples in this movie. Like, whatever. And I never fact-checked any of this. I never was like, well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to count. Like, I did notice that, like, a couple movies had odd numbers. And the only thing I could assume was like, oh, there's, like, one person in the background who is, like, half out of frame. Or they're turned at, at an angle and you can only see one or whatever but i was never sure if they were counting like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if you see both the gorilla's nipples do you then discount all other appearances of the gorilla nipples even in future right things or yeah not? are you doing it by the individual or by the nip right yeah per nip yeah uh well rowan you eventually chose this film yeah after like... a long and protracted battle with your own mind <laughs> Yeah. To whittle it down. That is that is what, my standard. What excellent phrasing for that. <laughs> that is that is the usual with everything in my life. It's a long protracted battle in my brain. Yeah, because you had what, the like thirteen or something to start oh, more with? More than that. Oh for really? Sure. I thought it was sixteen. Oh, okay. I think the Movies. list that I presented to Crystal was sixteen, and that was after an initial weaning of at least another five or six movies. Off yeah. Of that. To be fair, it's a lengthy list of options. Yeah. Um, but then you whittle it down to three, and then you hovered at three for a few days until <laughs> today. I, and then I indiscriminately <laughs> agreed to this one without choosing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I woke up today and I was like, "Let's do Batman and Robin from 1997." Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Yeah, the horniest Batman. Around. It is. It's hornier than I remembered, and I kind of always, you know, I was well, like, so oh yeah, it's kind of horny. Here's but the thing: it's is way hornier. I haven't seen Batman Forever all that frequently, which is the other Joel Schumacher. Yes. Um, to clarify but... for listeners, if you're not super sure, Batman Forever is the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, mm-hmm. and it's got the Val Kilmer Batman. Yes. Which, it's funny because I definitely played the Batman Sega Genesis game a lot. And it's based off of Batman Forever. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you specifically are, like, fighting Two-Face and the Riddler, and Two-Face has, like, two henchwomen, uh, Sugar and Spice. I believe Sugar was played by Drew Barrymore. I don't remember who Debbie Spice Mazur. was played by. Yeah? Yeah, Debbie okay. Mazur. Fair. But that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't remember that except that it it's was true. in a video game. And I Rowan's laughing, but that's hours. true. That's a true fact. Because <laughs> yeah. you said it with a tone that it could have just been pulled out of your ass. I weirdly looked this up like a week ago, unrelated oh, okay. to this. I was like talking about it and I was like, I think it's, I forget who I thought it was, but I was like, I think it's whoever. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, it's Debbie Mazur. I never would have remembered that. Yeah. But I think I maybe only watched the movie like once or twice, like at least 10 years ago. I think of the two, I've seen uh, Batman Forever more, but I've definitely seen Batman and Robin much more recently. I mm. think I saw it uh, two or three years ago. It just happened to be like on TV or something, and I was yeah, like, "Hell I yeah!" I feel like they play this a bit. Yeah, or, or, or it might have like just arrived on Netflix and it was in the new or Hulu or whatever the fuck, and I was like, "Oh, this is you know, watch this," and I watched it kind of you know while I did other things or whatever. Mm. Batman Forever is a lot less horny. I think sure. it is. I think it's it's I think it's less goofy. I think it's more it's, a really good mix of the Burton like self seriousness yeah. and the the Joel Schumacher camp. Yeah, it was definitely a lot more akin to the Burton movies, but yeah. still a little too campy to ever be a Burton movie. It, it has a couple really really like heavy camp yeah. moments that I always kind of I mean like. But also, like, yeah. you can't make Jim Carrey horny. There's, like, nothing in life that will turn that man into a sex symbol. <laughs> he was Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think. I mean, there are people who definitely would fuck Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. I think they have a lot of problems. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. There are a lot of people with a lot of problems who would fuck most Jim Carrey characters, I think. Yeah. Number 23. <laughs> that was his, you know, that was his angsty emo film. I don't think I saw that. Uh, I don't, I definitely saw it and I don't remember what the big thing at the end is. Because the whole thing is like, he starts seeing the number 23 everywhere and he becomes aware that it's like a thing. Like, you see the number 23 and then you die or something or it's a conspiracy. Or, and I can't remember what the big reveal at the end is, but I think it climbs up its own ass a fair amount. Hmm. And then it's just like okay, what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, was that at the beginning of the whole thing of like, oh, we're exploring the nature of uh, mental illness and reality and people's relationships to what's going on around them? No, I mean, it, you know, it's just a meme kind of thing. Oh, okay. Of like, you know, oh, the number 23 can be found. It, it's it's that, you know, I forget, I, I used to know the name for the term, but it's that, you know, taking randomized data and your brain wants to find order in it, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. But yeah, so the number 23 is like a memetic thing from that. I see. I don't know if it originated with the movie or if it was like a thing on the internet and then somebody was like, I can make a movie out of that. But in oh. the end, I kind of remember him like finding like a book that had the answers and I think he had to climb into a tomb and then it might have all been a dream. I don't remember. <laughs> it's not a great movie. Isn't the answer to the question of the universe or whatever 32? Or is it 34? I forget. The Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, it's a number 23. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, six, 69. But no, I'm like, is it is it backwards, though? Is it 42069. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've definitely had a Comcast account named Dolphin Lover 42069. <laughs> Dolphin Lover? 42069. Put that stank on it. <laughs> it's 42. 42. Okay. 42 is a boring ass number to be the answer to things. That's the point, I think. You have yeah. to ask Douglas Adams. They couldn't have yeah. gotten like a prettier number. Nah, man, this is uh, British stuff. So, no. 
<laughs> British author. Yeah. <laughs> Should have known. Yeah. Who knows? So. So let's mock the movie we watched. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be hard. I know a lot of film podcasts have already covered this. Yeah. And I feel like it's it just inherently we're all, all these shows are always going to talk about the same things because it's just like, it's so wild. Well, here's the thing. It's it's, it's kind of the redhead stepchild of the, the Batman universe. Well, because it's the one that quote unquote killed the franchise. Which is dumb, man. Because also, um, I was reading uh, like the IMDb trivia just a little bit and uh, it was talking about like, Joel Schumacher has said in interviews that he wanted to do, um, like, a more serious Batman, like a Batman Year One thing. And after this, they wouldn't let him. But, I mean, also, like, I feel like there was, you know, a lot going on here. I mean, like, he's already sort of swinging from the fences doing, you know, a very, like, 60s uh, yeah, this nod. Is, this is very much like, uh, you know, if the only Batman that existed before this was... The 1960s Adam West Batman. Yeah. Like, that's his main in, in, uh, you know inspiration for yeah. the tone of this. So I feel like, you know, knowing that that's, like, some of what he's drawing from makes it kind of interesting. But it is, and not, I think it's really successful. You know. I think yeah. he really nails that tone. Yeah. But it's not a tone that people wanted, I guess, at that time. Oh, no. I remember, I saw this movie in This was in the late theaters. 90s. We were all extreme. Oh, yeah. Things were very dark. Um, comic books at the time got horrible. Like, they were just, they were all up their own asses being grim and realistic. And everybody had, you know, these, like, just grim, dark, awful backstories. There was no fun in anything. Um, This is the era of, like, Spawn in Dark City movies. Yeah. (laughs) But Dark City, at least, is, like, existential. It, like, asks questions and asks you to question reality. It's proto-The Matrix kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, but it is not fun. And Spawn is not fun. No. Spawn is, you know, yeah, cool, extreme. It's Doritos Extreme. It's Doritos Extreme filmmaking. Doritos Locos Tacos. It's yeah, it's wild. Um, I feel like this is closer to Doritos Locos Tacos. Like this there's is, stuff to like in there, but also it's not great for you. <laughs> I think this might be great for you. Um, this is a, it's a really weird movie. Yeah, I remember seeing this in theaters with uh, my my friends, my junior high, high school friends. Um, and there wasn't many people cause we went at a weird time. Like we might've, I don't think we cut school, but we might've like gone on a half day or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that like a couple people up in the front, a few people in the back, we were kind of somewhere in the middle and two or three rows behind us were four or five, like, like kids, like roughly our age, like, and it just was very apparent really early on that this movie was like, not at all what anybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, the the previous one, the previous Schumacher one with, with Jim Carrey, like, you could, yeah, the performances were big in it, and there was some, like, real dopey dialogue, but you could kind of f- forgive all of it, because you're like, oh, well, Jim Carrey's the big wild card in yeah. it. You know, Schwarzenegger's not going to go that big. Like, yeah. he doesn't do that. He does a different kind of thing. And to be fair, he does his thing in this. Well, yeah. And Jim Carrey also had, like a long mental spiral in it. I think you were watching someone unravel in a weird way. Oh, yeah. He, like, that's the thing. Both of these, uh, Schumacher really makes the villains the main characters yeah. in an interesting way. But I feel like sure, in, yeah. in, in this one, though, it's like the main character is unraveled in what equated to 60 seconds. Like the villains. Oh, yeah. And then it was just, all of this happened in the span of what felt like less than a week. Oh, yeah. They they introduced so much. It's way too fast. There's not enough development. And, and it's just overstuffed. Like, it's all just about the most arbitrarily basic of things like it doesn't move past that no 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 right well and then also i feel like there's a lot of in this movie setting things up to pay them off later 
even in just like short visual things of like anything that they use in the final act we've seen before the little bat lasers we've seen before all the mirrors and the diamonds we've seen before these are all things that we've had to like sort of dole out yeah even where it happened there was like no surprise there was no element of surprise to it you're actually technically correct but i think also weirdly this isn't a thing a critique of your your view of this mm-hmm. but weirdly the movie has by this point firmly established that it doesn't fuck none of this matters because anything they get stuck in they always have a bat thing that gets them out yep. of it sure like in yeah. we'll get to it but in ways that make zero sense at all with any kind of just even the vaguest sketch of what logic is yeah no there's not even like a little throwaway of like alfred being like look master wayne i got you this uh double belt thing because your single belt thing fucked up last week or right whatever. or anything yeah um yeah like my like the element of surprise was missing like they knew everything that was coming yeah they always yeah. felt super which is again it's a batman i mean it's the you know in the batman uh in the 60s Batman thing, a fucking shark, you know, jumps yeah. out of the water and attaches to his leg and he pulls bat shark repellent out of his belt and sprays the shark in the face and the shark lets go. And yep. he goes, all right, Robin. And he climbs back up into the Batcopter and then they fucking go off and save the day or whatever. It's kind of that is what the joke that they're going for in this, mm-hmm. but they just keep doing it, but in a way that's never going to be as good as that. It's never going to hit the nail on the head any harder than bat shark repellent. Yeah. So like... I watched that movie a lot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that was always on Saturday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But, okay, so, you know, they get the, the bat signal. Go, the, the movie opens, whatever, but they get the bat signal. They suit up. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> and then they get in the car, and then Batman checks his little bat communique thing with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Um, and he's like, you know, his name is Mr. Freeze. Well, it's... it's, it's uh, 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 Pat Hingle. So Pat Hingle's a his name is Mr. Freeze, McMahon. Because um, that's how <laughs> Pat Hingle talks, and I love Pat Hingle so much. Um, he has Jello in his mouth. He's Droopy Dog. He's like human Droopy Dog. <laughs> he's a great character actor, but he's just human Droopy Dog. He's great. His name is Mr. Freeze, McMahon. And like, and and Batman's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't give a shit. I'm already in the car. Like, it doesn't matter. I can't get any new information. I can't get any new equipment at this time. Yet when yes, they dear, get, I'm on my way. But I will pick up milk and eggs. Okay. Yet, when they get there, they have bat, like, ice skates equipped in their boots. And yeah, well, they thought... have bat melting lasers. Like, that's all they do. They rollerblades for, like, two seconds. I see. I don't know. You mentioned that, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I should have taken it back. I don't know if he was supposed to be rollerblading or if he was just straight up supposed to be fucking Fred Flintstoning down yeah. the back of that goddamn But you can see dinosaur. actual wheels on his feet. Right. And that's what I was like. I don't know if that's a prop thing that yeah. fucked up or if yeah. they're supposed to have wheels in the boots too. Maybe yeah. it's incidental heelys. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe they invented heelys. <laughs> Batman invented Alfred. As we learn, everything is designed by Ooh. Alfred because, like, fucking <laughs> graphic design is Michael Goh's passion. That's probably how he's been able to afford all this stuff is he keeps on doing like the inventions of the moment yeah like maybe he had invented pet rocks and hula hoops and so that's why he has all this gear now and then you saw the heelys that they tested that they would then unleash later on so that he can afford his big fucking bat tank in the dark knight movies (laughs) all right so we can add so you're saying alfred did this whoever so you can we can add alfred to the great pantheon of film inventors Forrest Gump invented the uh, shit happens smiley face. Yeah. Um, he invented shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the uh, fucking Tim Robbins and the Hudsucker Proxy invents the hula hoop. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, so then maybe Batman or Alfred didn't invent the hula hoop then. No, Alfred invented Heelys, and yeah. um, Aliens invented Velcro, but the men in black have the patent. Uh-huh. So that's four great inventors. That's the Mount Rushmore of great <laughs> film inventors. Heelys, Velcro, Fuck hula you, hoops. Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got Wayne snubbed. Zielinski. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's playing an inventor. Yeah. Who invents a thing that we don't actually use in the oh, real world. Oh, I see. So I that's... also didn't mention the nutty professor who invented Flubber. Yeah. Like. You don't have Flubber on deck? I don't have any Flubber. I'm all out of Flubber. Fool. Oh, <laughs> you're like, fool? I was like, is that a Flubber fool? <laughs> um, yes, exactly. Oh, but my, my seeing this opening, like, opening theatrical run, like, it's probably the first two weeks it was in theaters, but... Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long into the movie before we just were, like, cracking jokes amongst ourselves. But, you know, my friends and I are, like, leaning over, like, fucking whatever, you know. Oh, you love Batman? Like, whatever. And, and cracking bad Schwarzenegger one-liners and, and laughing. And it was there were so few people in the theater that we could hear the group of kids behind us also doing it. So then we're like, oh, okay, cool. The only other real, like, there might have been one or two people in the front and one or two people who I think might have been employees in the back. I was like, oh, well, it's just us and them, really. Like, So we can just openly mock this movie. And it just, you know, it's the one time that being, like, the theater comedian was, like, fun and everybody was into it. Yeah. Like, and these these kids were, like, openly laughing at, like, our jokes. And we were laughing at theirs. And we were just trying to make each other laugh, like, throughout the whole movie. And it was really fun. And when we left, we were like, movie stinks. <laughs> but, like, I kind of like it now. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved Batman. Batman always comes out around my birthday, typically. It's always like a June release. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the newer ones, they kind of skewed from that at one point, but Batman... Yeah, they pushed them a little later in the year because they all had like real autumnal vibes. But yeah, Batman was like a summer... Yeah, Yeah, so I I always like dove into them. And these ones, I had... I think my dad took me to see forever, like during the summer in theaters. Yeah. So like the, the Schumacher ones are the ones where I fucking love the villains and have mixed feelings about... The Batmans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed feelings. I have a very contentious tiered Batman list. <laughs> uh, of all Batmans? Yeah. Of Is my... Adam West on it? No. I'm okay. talking about just like the the modern movies. Okay. So just not curious. Because like, like to me. The nouveau Batman. Yeah. To me the older Batman, like the pre like late 80s, early 90s Batmans is its own entity that like it got spun into like a more goth noir-y kind of place. Sure. And some camp was pulled back in. So the previous stuff is like all camp. So I look at them as yeah. like, Two separate vessels. Oh, yeah, totally. That's the thing I like about Batman. And, like, there are some comics and some writers that, like, really, you know, can make all those different types of Batman work. Yeah. Um, I really hate where we're at now in, like, the, the cycle of culture and everything where, like, people only want super grim and gritty, like, you know, warlike Batman with no humor. I mean, they really, they want super serious superhero movies. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's so boring and limiting to... Most of the characters, like, you know, it doesn't fit. That's why I, I, you know, we've talked about this on other episodes, but, like, I don't like the, those DC, most of those DC movies, the recent DC movies, because yeah. there's just, there's no fun in them. No one's enjoying anything. Yeah. Like, well, of all the recent, like, superhero movies, my favorite one is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok's like the great. most ridiculous. It's fun. It's colorful. It has a great score. Uh, it's really silly at times. Got like, Taika. Taika yeah. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's brilliant. Yeah. So, like. I get, I totally get what you're saying. Everything is just going too grim. Yeah. Whereas at least like Burton Batman was like grim and camp where people yeah. are just all trying to go to that like extreme like. Well, especially with Marvel Detroit and DC. Vibe. Yeah. 
with, Mar- with Marvel and DC doing these like big expansive like shared universes like then why and Marvel does it way better why does every character have to sound and feel like the same grim bullshit for DC like um, we Allison and I went with guest of the show Tina um, to go see Justice League in theaters just because we knew it was supposed to be bad we'd heard nothing but oh is that the one that had Ezra Miller in it yeah and like his Flash and the Jason Momoa Aquaman were the highlights of the movie because yep. they were people who seemed at any point at all throughout yeah. the entire movie to enjoy what they were doing. Yeah. I surprisingly liked Aquaman, but I think I liked it less I cared about the plot, but more so that whole, like, underwater action thing. Oh, yeah. And how they decided to, like, incorporate weird animal creatures. Oh, yeah. yeah. They like, basically more... made, like, a Star Wars, crazy Star Wars yeah. movie underwater, which is cool. It's pretty colorful. Like, I'll it looks more good. more of that. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a long toy commercial, and that's my big problem is like, I have no problem with this just being a toy it's commercial, like someone, but it's too long. It's like someone turned the snorks into an action film. Yeah, it is. It's a fuckable snorks. And that's I'll what they're it. going for. I'll take it. I'll take a snorks action film any day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, compared to what had previously come out, and like, I, you know, I'm still, you know, optimistic for a Flash movie. I've heard some bad, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, like, troubled production stuff, where I'm like, I don't know. But, like, I'm still open to it. That interpretation of the character seemed to be enjoying himself at any point. And I was like, cool. That's something that I can, you know, like, take pleasure and joy from. Everybody else is just like, oh, God. Oh, the mother box. Everybody talks like this. Everything's, we're all gonna die. Oh, Superman's dead. Oh, he came back. He hates me. Oh, we're gonna fight. Oh, I don't have any kids. Why don't I have kids? Oh. And then like, also God. Superman's terrifying fucking CG lips. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's that's Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's Oh, is that? No, that's Justice League. That he, Justice has League? The, that he has the fucking CGS Can mouth. Can we just get rid of Superman? I mean, I think Superman's a great character. I just don't think anyone... I think Zack Snyder is the worst possible person to interpret him because there's something where Zack Snyder doesn't like joy. <laughs> <laughs> Superman just, just like, doesn't do it for me because it's the whole, like, alien, so you're not really, like, a superhero. You're just a, a better species. Yeah. So, like, I get kind of bored with that. Granted, Batmans are just rich cunts with lots of money. Like, that's, like... Yeah, the reason that people like Batman so much is he doesn't have powers, and he's just pulled himself up by his bootstraps. It's his that bullshit. rich ones. Right, it's like, but he's super fucking privileged. Like, yeah. He he never had to do anything. He was, you know, like he all he did was train all the time because he could afford to only train all the time. And all these shitbirds that you know work at fucking video game store, you know, part time, and then they go home and do nunchucks in their mom's basement are like, "Well, I'm gonna be the next Batman." It's like probably not, my dude. <laughs> so the Batman that I always like my favorite Batman is the Kevin Conroy depiction in the Batman the Animated Animated Series. series. It's the best. Because he is the world's greatest detective in that. Yes. And that was always like the thing that was most attractive to me is like the nerd that read like all the Encyclopedia Browns and the Nancy Drews and that got really into Sherlock Holmes and all that shit was like I liked people using their wits to do things and to help people. That was all my favorite shit. That Batman is very Sherlock Holmes in that like Yep. He's and but he's like he studied different fighting techniques. Yep. So like, oh, I can do like it, that. All makes sense that he yeah. is also good at like karate. Yeah, and occasionally like, he'll get his ass kicked, and then he has yeah. to strategize his way out of it. And there's a lot of like mind games with a lot of the villains that he faces. Yeah. And, and like, stuff. dude, it's we can great. do a whole episode just on yeah. why that series is maybe the best animated series ever. Yeah, it's the best. It is the best interpretation of Batman, hands down. I think. Yeah, like it really is. 
Also, and Mark Hamill also does a great Joker. Right. I was going to say, also, the voice <laughs> cast is all incredible. Yes. And, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it's, like, peak animation. Yes. It also looks amazing. Nothing looks like it before or since, yeah. like, at all. Yeah. It's always perpetually sundown in that, uh, <laughs> in that Gotham City. It's, mm-hmm. it's always, it's gorgeous. Everything about that's amazing. That show's great. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes outside unless it's sundown. Yeah, no. I mean, Why like... would you? <laughs> What's out there? Nothing. Too bright or too dark. This yeah. is, like, the middle ground. Uh, I once took mushrooms uh, at a friend's house and we put on like a Batman the Animated Series disc and watched it and it had a Mr. Freeze like episode. Okay. And I got so high that I could not stop noticing the repeating snow animation. (laughs) So I just kept seeing the same snow patterns and I was just like, oh God, I hope this episode ends soon. This is all I can see. Like... (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, if you were to read my notes about this movie, I love to key in on those arbitrary features of films. That is where my brain goes immediately. Um, side Hunter side might note. might have to take a picture and post oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. social media because there is an artist depiction of a thing that we're definitely talking about. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, but side, side note. I've never uh, seen it before until we watched it this time. And then I went, holy wait. Oh, hang holy on. wait, Batman! Holy, holy wait, Batman! Is this for real? And y'all are like, I didn't see it, and so we took it back. We'll uh, get to it. We'll get to it. Keep listening. Holy wait, Batman! <laughs> that's we're that's our intro. We're starting over. Okay. okay. Holy wait, Batman! It's a new Hey Watch Great Watch. No. Um, uh, but side note, uh, that time that it's I my way or the highway, Robin. He says that to Alfred. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Side note: When my I took those, headed. Jesus sorry. fucking Christ! Oh my God! I'll wait. Do your do your one-liners. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. I'm not done. I mean, I am. I'm, okay, yeah, that's it. I'm done. It's not even funny. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to mention it's, that it's time that I took those drugs, and so, uh, I also chewed three raisins for about four hours. <laughs> that sounds revolting. Because at some point, raisins stop breaking down. Oh, it's that skin. It's like almonds. Like, at some point, no matter how much you chew them, they just, they don't get any more broken down than they are. And it's, so I could just keep, that's why I actually don't like, like almonds. like when you poop corn, it's corn? Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's why I don't corn. like almonds. Like, I can't eat almonds because I just will chew them endlessly because they stop breaking down. And I do it without thinking. Um, and that was what happened. I, like, when I started to, like, come, uh, come up uh, off the drugs, I was like, I was like, am I still chewing these fucking <laughs> raisins? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I've been chewing these raisins for like four hours. So yeah, that's my that's my sidebar. That was just for you guys in the room, but I kept accidentally stepping on your one-liners. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You want to run through this thing briefly, or... Yeah, so unfortunately this movie starts with the best scene. <laughs> it... Museum robbery. Yeah. Well, this whole like... opening is great, I think. I think from the moment this movie... And this movie starts immediately. You mean Ice Rank Aggro Crag? Yeah. That's great. But yeah, the movie opens with like the titles immediately in your face and it's big fucking frozen bat logo. Yeah. And then all the actors' names, which the order in which they're listed in the credits is Arnold first. Oh, it's in his contract. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that, he's that gotta be. definitely bigger than Clooney at that point. Oh, so. definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clooney was like, I think, only coming off of um, from Dust Till Dawn. Anatomy and stuff. Oh, from yeah. Dust Till Dawn was 96, I think. Okay. But that wasn't like a huge movie. Yeah, it was th- just like This was like a his whole film. entrance yeah, into he was Hollywood. More of a, yeah, he was more of a TV actor at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I think this 97 or 98 was Out of Sight, which was like another movie that got him like critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then this was Butts and Seats kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, this is marquee yeah. actor thing. Yeah. But I just like that, like, Arnold, the bad guy, 
top build over the good guy main character. Um, and then it's cash on delivery, Chris O'Donnell, COD. Um, Uma Thurman and Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Which is like, I feel like that is also on, I, I didn't notice if, if Alicia Silverstone and Uma Thurman had like the with or and credits, but like, I feel like bare minimum Uma Thurman deserved billing above Chris O'Donnell. Oh, 1000%. Because <laughs> she does things in this movie and has a character that I can remember this and is... he is basically a man-shaped hole in this narrative. <laughs> this is honestly the last movie I ever remember him doing. Yeah. So it's so interesting that you'd phrase it that way because there was something that I noticed in the whole ice rink scene that confused me, which is that he drives his little Robin motorcycle through the door and leaves a Robin shaped hole. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense for the shape no. of either him or the or the cycle. No, that's just Joel Schumacher and, going. It doesn't matter. It'd yeah. be great. And you keep seeing it in the background of no, all you, these scenes. Yeah, because he loved it. He's like, oh yeah, frame it like that. Yeah, man. Oh. The, the Robin that doesn't look like a bird. Yeah. No, yeah, it yeah. it doesn't. It looks like a it looks like a strange bat. That's what like well, I think, it, that's yeah, not I how bird wings I look. I think it's, it's derived from the bat symbol, and that's so that they look fucking sweet when they put them together. Like it's left that shit on the uh, Six Flags ride real yeah. easily, just right there. Yeah. So production design. Why we're going to talk a lot about the production design in this movie. It's great. But it is. It's terrible, great. But, but it, great. It, it is. It's <laughs> so stupid that it's like amazing. Yeah. It's really great. It's just like it's so weird, and I can never really a hundred percent get a handle on it. It is excessively horny. It really is. It's also just like dumb as shit. Like they literally like there. Some decisions in this movie just seem like it was like who cares? Like somebody's who cares? Just do it. Just throw it up there. So it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who all his movies are not like this, but this one is like so over the top and crazy. And uh, Allison and I, like we were talking during the movie, he started out in doing costuming. Yes. Had done a bunch of movies before this. This wasn't like his first rodeo. But this one, I think he really cut loose and just did these big, like lavish sets. And it's so fucking weird. Yep. And he's way more in love with the design work than any character in the movie. Yeah, you've made mention to that. Um, but the script feels kind of weak, especially just in like the things that characters say to each other. And in some instances, it almost feels like they're entirely ignoring one another and not working off what the other person had said. Oh, yeah. And there are there are a couple of scenes where I don't know if it was editing. The big one is the finale yeah. where they all sort of, you know, Batman and Robin and spoilers, Batgirl, uh, they all stand around and they're all like, cool, we beat the bad guys. And they all say one thing to the group, but none of them reacts or feeds off of what anyone previously had said. It's all just like they're, they're just single thought. And it's weird and feels very stiff and very stilted. The other ones like... And it's a lot of Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell, but it's also like them with other people and other... Yeah, well, they give Chris O'Donnell the... two moods here, and he's either <laughs> pissed off at his surrogate dad, or he's horny. And that's pretty it's much what... It's kind of both. He's well, pissed yeah. at his dad because they're horny for the same lady. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to do rock, paper, scissors of who gets to bone. Kind of, yeah. I mean, like, Batman at least, uh, which, I mean, thankfully, it, it th- okay, thankfully it's not exactly that. Thankfully they're not, like, actively competing to seduce her. Pretty early on, you know, Clooney's Batman is like, oh, wait, she's using some kind of fucking pheromone dust, isn't she? And he's like... all women are terrible. Right, yeah. Well, but he's like... It's Gotham City. All women are terrible. It's true. <laughs> all the men are sociopaths. All the women are sociopaths. It's great. And he's aware that they're being manipulated by, like, some kind of pheromones. 
And knowing it's half the battle. Right, but he doesn't... Again, the world's greatest detective does nothing to try to, like, create a fucking antidote. Mm -hmm. Or in his fucking bat arsenal of all kinds of innumerable bullshit with a bat logo on it. He doesn't have a single gas mask or anything. Yeah, he just goes like, okay, well, we're just gonna go fight. And she's gonna try to make me bang her. And, you know, (laughs) and at one point he just straight up tells Robin, he's like, my guess is her lips are poisoned because she keeps trying to kiss us and that'll kill us. And Robin's like, I don't care, I want to kiss her. And he's like, but you'll die. And he's like, you're just mad because she wants to kiss me and not you. And that becomes their arc for about the middle third of the movie. Yeah. As a slight aside, with all the cod pieces in this movie, of which there are significant (laughs) amounts, and we will get into that, um, Bat Chastity Belt would be my bid for combating the pheromones. It's just like, he really should. I can't bang her if I can't take my pants off. Yeah. And it would have been great with like a little bell ringing sound. like Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this this oh, movie the, has yeah, cartoon sound effects, which is I think really it's a, it's where a lot of the homage to like the you know sixties like yeah because they couldn't actually is. put bam whap pow like yeah. they couldn't put those up on the screen but literally still there. but they yeah they sneak them in with a bunch yeah. of Flintstone sound effects I kind of love it those fucking bongos when they're running in play it doesn't not work for me no it fits which is weird as shit it should not work at all. But it does, and it's it's kind of great. Honestly, I feel like I would be able to meet this movie way more. Way more halfway. Its, yeah, way more on its own terms if the dialogue was better. Yeah, well, again. I feel like that was one of my biggest problems. Everybody goes after the bat nipples. I feel like that's a very forgivable sin. Also. The bat nipples wouldn't be as egregious if the opening montage was not. Ba-bam! Bat nipple in your face! And then Robin nipples, and then Batman's butt, and Robin's butt, and Batman's crotch, and Robin's crotch. Bam, bam, bam! There's a lot of crotches and asses It was also like, it wasn't even just butt, they built an ass crack. Oh yeah, into into the the suit. suit. Yeah, And I was just like, I'm a tactile person, and I get a lot of sensory overload, so all I kept thinking was like, when you walk, your cheeks are individually going to get a friction burn on that crack. Like, they would walk like that tight-cheeked, like forward like you look like you're gonna shit yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're trying to prevent that friction they're like it sounds like when somebody's twisting balloon animals <laughs> yeah because the crack is the suits rubbing on the outside uh-huh. you know they're sweating in there like a windbreaker yeah they they go from outside where it's at whatever temperature they go inside and they're fighting mr freeze which means it's oh, like yeah. 40 below and then they go back out to regular temperature air that's like a 70 degree you know temperature change yeah. they have to be sweating like crazy how are they not sick that might be their kink though like they've like the people who like to be like a little latex cocoons. Maybe. Mm. But like temperature play all day. At mm. no point does Batman ever ask Robin, like, how are you with, you know, temperature play? Is that how your are, thing? How are them cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> I really, honestly, like, with the amount of like design work that Alfred does in this movie, I would not be surprised if he was like, I've invented little packets of Vaseline you inject into the back of the suit and it distributes evenly throughout so you don't get any friction burns. You know whose suit You can't use Vaseline on rubber, though. Oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah. You know whose suit didn't have a crack built into it? Batgirl. It was a flat donk. Oh, yeah. Because the the, the movie has a history. It's 60s swimsuit butt. Yeah. Yeah. All the women in this movie have diapers. It's a very flat butt. No crack allowed for women. Men all crack all day. Yeah, it's weird. I can't get a handle on it because, like, the women are also... Not not Alicia Silverstone so much, but, like, definitely Poison Ivy. So horny. Very. Like, aggressively horny and sexual. I think Alicia Silverstone, they just make ditzy. 
but not horny. I don't even well, know if they make her ditzy. They just make her like. Yeah, I feel like the ditziness sort of happens as a put on. Yeah. Because then she gets into parts where she's like, I'm taking care of myself and I don't care about you. Yeah, I, I, I like Alicia Silverstone, but I don't think that at that point in her career, that was a good casting decision. Oh, God, no. I just don't, I don't think she played that well. I don't know if it's because well, it was written a certain way or she was directed to do it a certain way. But, like, she never seems smart enough to carry the smart stuff. Yeah. Like, tough enough to carry the tough stuff. Uh, motivated enough to do any of the things. Like, she just well, so the f- doesn't. The fucked up thing is she had a bigger part in this movie and a different part in this movie. And what had happened was during filming, she had gained some weight and the costume had to be modified. And apparently, like, journalists crucified her over this. I remember this, actually. Which is real fucked up. But so, like, the envisioned role for her was different. Yeah, I remember this kind of being a thing. uh, And people were referring to her as Thunder Thighs. uh... Yeah, all 120 pounds of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, (laughs) big, giant Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. She literally is, like, Sit on me, clueless mommy. Like, no. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing that sucks is like you're working in a full body suit that is like custom made for you and so you're basically yeah like obligated to maintain your body for the duration of filming in like what would be a very unrealistic way for like you to expect any other human to do which is why like i mean i think a huge part of why those more recent batman movies and and superhero movies in general work is like they've made those costumes a lot more forgiving good and modular yeah i mean like even when they did the first batman the 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 first um michael keaton batman yeah he famously could not turn his head in the suit he had to do full body shoulder turns Um, because it was just a molded rubber piece and he just couldn't do it michelle pfeiffer couldn't hear yeah, yeah. In her cat suit. Yeah. And, like, had very hard time, you know, moving or breathing. Yeah. Because that thing was, like, vacuum sealed onto her body. They yeah. could have just put, like, a little hole and painted her ear black and no one nope. would have cared. Nope. No one Couldn't cared. possibly. That's a crazy idea, Rowan, and I'm, I'm offended that you suggested it. How dare you? Or build yeah. some dumb stitches into it to look like... Right. Yeah. That's a solution Joel Schumacher would have come up with. Yep. If you put Joel Schumacher on that second Batman movie, he'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, just put some stitches along the ear and you know, we can hide the seam there and she can hear. It'd be great. It'd like be great. She'll have full use of her senses. I feel like theater <laughs> is much more willing to work with people because you have that culture of like having to make things work even when shit's going wrong because it's all live. You know? True. But, and I think it's a failing in this movie, mm-hmm. is that theater, there is a you know, prerequisite distance. Sure. Which lets yeah. you hide a lot of scenes. Sure. That we don't have in this because the camera yeah. is right there. You mean yeah. it lets you hide that horrible stage makeup Bane yes. had? The Bane, the Bane vein, like, paint job is so, it's just so silly. Like, in a way that like is just distracting. Frankenstein. Yeah. The Bane veins laid plain uh, caused Hunter pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You want to do uh, some My Fair Lady? <laughs> The Bane veins laid plain caused Hunter pain. That's the refrain. Now you, Elizabeth. The Bane's... I don't know how I said it. Okay, Michael Caine. Yeah, no, that's... That was a pretty good... My Fair Lady. That was a good Michael Caine impression, though. <laughs> I'm Michael Caine, here to talk about Bane's veins. <laughs> Um, uh, 
It's fine. He's a Batman actor. Michael, Michael Caine impersonations are very traumatizing for me. <laughs> I was supposed to be Eliza Doolittle, I thank you. It's not for, not because of you, but for many other reasons. Yeah. One particular one who will be unnamed. <laughs> oh, you don't want to give him a shout out? No. No shout outs deserved <laughs> around the Michael Caine impersonation. <laughs> But yeah, stuff like that. The, the the body paint stuff is a little egregious in this up close. But the uh, the group that they kicked out with all the like day glow body paint, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, but that kind of works. Sure. It actually looks really shitty, but that kind of works for them as as a concept. Yeah, because they're supposed to be weird neon punks. Right. And yeah. like but it's like it's like cracking and stuff off their jackets and their yeah, props and you know, they're just longshoremen out of work, joined a neon gang. Yeah. Like so you do. The Neon Gang hang out in a Turkish bathhouse, which becomes Poison Ivy's hideout for the duration of the rest of the movie. The establishing shots to show you where we're going to be, you know, this next scene takes place, always show Turkish bath. Like, and Yeah, we just, do see that a lot. It's like four times or something. I know, like, but, but so like if you missed a, it, it's definitely coming around again. And it's just such a weird thing to point out because it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. I mean, I guess it justifies why there's so much water in it in the her final scene there. But like Bane just breaks a water main like pipe and it starts to pour water into the room. Like you could do that anywhere yeah. or it could have been an old swimming pool or whatever the fuck. And it's just weird that, it, that you know, Joel Schumacher said it in a Turkish bath. Or maybe it's not weird at all. Oh, it's very homosexual. It's very gay. It's a very gay yes. location choice to specifically draw attention yes. to. Because, yeah, it's not like the why or whatever, you and, know? And as a very homosexual person, I saw that immediately and I was like, Yeah, oh, I mean, not yeah. too stereotype, but Turkish bathhouses have a bit of a reputation. <laughs> especially in cities that are, let's say, based on New York. Yes. You know? And what happens there, Hunter? It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of men. Sweaty men. Men enjoying the the, the company of other men. And that's why we were kind of like, oh, these, this this neon, like, sort of biker gang kind of guys. They, they look cool, and they're fighting with, like, neon chains, and they get dispatched pretty quickly. But I was like, it kind of would be funnier. I think, Rowan, you pointed yeah. out, like, it kind of would be funnier if it was just, like, a bunch of oily dudes in there giving each other massages, and that was the <laughs> gang. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of way better. And then we sort of spitballed for a minute, and it was like, they're hitting them with giant scrub brushes, and they're squeezing bars of soap to shoot across the room at them. <laughs> and they all come in, and they're all oiled up. And they like, and like whip, little towels. Yeah, they like whip their towels <laughs> off to fucking snap them at like you know at, at Bane and, and Poison Ivy, and they just have like little speedos on under. And Bane can never quite get, catch them because they're too oily. Oily, yeah. <laughs> they just like pop right out of his hand. Yeah, he's like squeezing them. You just hear like boom, like those cartoon sound and that effects. That would have been the perfect camp for yeah. that movie. Yeah, and you know, and then yeah, a bunch of oily men, a bunch of oily Jason Mansukas is just in there. Ooh, don't give me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> When Bane walks in, he's like, what's up, jerks? <laughs> <laughs> he would play that role He would be great. Are you kidding me? How old was he in the 90s? Because he's like 10 years older than me. So he would have been perfect gang member age to be like a random extra. <laughs> random oily man in this yeah. Turkish bathhouse. It would have been so, that was before he had facial hair. So it really would have sold the whole look. I cannot yeah. imagine that. It would have been so good. Would have been great. This is now my headcanon. Missed um, opportunity. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, uh, so th- there is a lot of weirdly directionless horniness. Yeah, actually, can we just talk about all the cod pieces in this? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, like, the- wait, 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 we need a good, we need a good like NPR like pun name for our cod piece podcast. The cod pod, the codcast. 
Codcast is a good one. <laughs> and today's Codcast. Like, are skulls appropriate in an icy climate? Welcome to Cod is in the details. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm thinking of like a cod fish yeah. jumping out of a cod piece. Why is why has no one made it a rule that all cod pieces have to have fish painted on them? <laughs> be carved in the shape of codfish. I feel like that was their original intention and then we've taken some artistic liberties with Do you think them. they were just originally just fish? Oh. Like you taped a fish to your cross? Yeah, like you just caught a fish and then you like put your put your junk in it and that was your that was your junk protection for the day. Like in the mouth and it's just like waggling off? Yeah, it's just down there. Flip flopping. It's just down there hanging out. I think that would be far more offensive than seeing someone's genitals. I think that would create such a horror inside of myself. I would become H.P. Lovecraft. I would go into a cave and never resurface again. I feel like if, if you turn the corner, there are a bunch of guys like getting ready to go play football and they'll set fish genitals. Just stretching it out, getting real limber, just yeah. like flip-flopping fishes. <laughs> just fish tails. It's, it's not really... a cod piece, it's a two nuts. <laughs> oh boy oh boy I can never unsee that thank you <laughs> I have to go poke out my mind's eye this week on cod man out cod man out it's good um okay what is your um, cod content well like gonna gonna go ahead and start with like bane's like oversized cod piece that ends up perfectly fitting his junk and how it is yeah. outfitted with these big fucking spikes it was for... more of like a cod diaper and yeah then he grew into it yeah. yeah so in the comics this is not all that dissimilar from bane's real like backstory it's a really really abridged like simplified version but like whatever he's raised in a super prison um outside of the u.s like whatever it's like a prison island or whatever and he was born there and raised there not and alcatraz whatever. No, 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 it's like some coast. fake South American yeah. fake island. Anyway, he gets used as, you know, for an experiment that ends up, it's basically like, you know, comic book shit of giving somebody a super soldier serum or some kind of super steroid and it makes him really big. But he's already pretty big. So it's kind of like if you look at when John Cena first showed up in the WWE versus like the biggest John Cena's ever been where you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely way bigger, but it's not like he was small to begin with. Yeah. He's a big or dude. Or Batista when he was actively wrestling versus Batista now. Right. You're like, okay, cool. There is a noted difference and you could do mm-hmm. a side by side and you're not going to be like, oh, they look the same. But at the same time, still pretty big. Yeah. And in this, they do like a real Steve Rogers thing, you know, where he's like a little twinky, like skinny guy. They and... took a jockey from Seabiscuit and yeah. turned him into like. Oh, yeah. Undertaker. And they turned him into Seabiscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they turned him into the horse. It would be great if that was that was the case. And he also had a valve that just unseabiscuited him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If at any point the venom, which is this like, you know, cocktail of, of stuff. Yeah. If at any point that stops getting pumped actively into his body, then he just like shrinks back to nothing almost instantaneously, which is crazy. But anyway. He would have flip floppy muscles if that even happened. Oh, yeah. He would be so like, yeah, it would be like the, the biggest loser people who like they lost a ton of weight and they're like oh it's gonna be a while till my skin adjusts they look like the mitch mcconnell eyes monster from pan's labyrinth oh (laughs) yeah just everything everything sagging they're like they're like steve buscemi how his face is sliding off slowly with time it's like mac from mac and me oh mac and me jesus that's one of the most upsetting (laughs) things speaking of visible ass cracks it's a wrinkly alien that alien in that kid's movie designed to promote McDonald's, it has a visible butt. It's really... It's like two hams taped to the back of them. <laughs> it is. It's just like a big W. Dumps like a truck. True. 
for some reason the the doctor uh dr woodrew jason woodrew who's a, a comic character as well in batman mm-hmm. he spent i guess just as much time designing this weird stupid fetishy luchador gear for bane to wear as he did just designing the bane serum <laughs> Because, yeah, it's like well, a big... He partially stole that from Pamela Isley, or maybe they're working on it together or whatever. The serum? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, like, I thought she was working on Venom, I think and she then he was... also put in some other shit with well, it. I think she was doing, like, research stuff, and he was taking her results and using it to, like, get the best mix of Venoms. I don't think she created the solution or anything. Well, no, not in the whole thing. typical STEM but, like, fashion. Yeah men taking credit for women's work yeah uh he sucks in this he's not really a character um, he's in it for 30 seconds yeah but yeah uh the like the cod piece belt thing is like it's like a big uh weightlifter belt where it comes up really high up your abdomen but it's got spikes on it it looks like they stole it from guar it does it's a very guar th- and the same thing he's got like big bracer around his arm which also has spikes and then yeah like a, a luchador mask also um uma thurman gets a spiky bracelet in like her final, final scene yeah, outfit. and stuff yeah she has so many costume changes. They, yeah, they really do a lot of that. Like, not even, like, you know, the way Batman does, where it's like, oh, I'm wearing my civilian clothes now. I'm wearing my Batman clothes. He also has costume changes. Well, they needed a lot of costumes for all of the different Spice Girls hairstyles she oh. plagiarized. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they needed it to match. Her hair is, like, totally insane in this movie. The, the conical, like, weird thing that kept getting, like, six, it six kept getting like, yeah. you've seen. Yeah, like, when she... I think peak Poison Ivy for me is, yeah, that two big twisty buns on top of her head hairstyle. And then later, it's like, yeah, it's like three times as tall. She looks like, you know, some kind of Egyptian fucking headdress, like, well, they only, yeah. they only hair. Have, they only have two moods with their hair. Garish, like, drag queen hair, or a woman who has never heard of shampoo. Yeah, they do a real, like, when she's a researcher, it's a real she's all that thing where she, her hair is, like, frazzled. And, and it's, it's end, not nearly, revert. it's very, like pale and mousy she has a like a do-rag on that gives her like the appearance of a much higher forehead than she actually has she's like greasy her glasses are too big they don't sit right on her face so she has to kind of like turn her head weird and she just looks yeah like a huge just totally unsexy nerd you know how uma thurman was really unsexy in 1997 You know, Uma Thurman. That seven foot tall woman. Yeah, that, like, that beautiful, you know, Amazonian, like, goddess. Yeah, you know, when she was really, like, unattractive in the mid-90s. Conventionally attractive by heterosexual terms. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't get it. Like, Poison Ivy's look as Poison Ivy is crazy. But, like, she couldn't just be, like, a reasonably attractive scientist. It also implies that all women in science are chuds. Right. It's just, like, for a woman to be in science, you have to be unfuckable. To be fair, the only other scientist we see in this movie is Jason Woodrow, who is character actor, um... Well, technically, Mr. Freeze is a scientist. Yeah, but when we see him, he just looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's true. Um, he shows them them dump trucks. They they give him a lot of booty shots. They really glorify that scientist. Everybody gets booty shots oh, yeah. in this. Uh, but Woodrow's played by uh, John Glover, his character actor. He's been in a million things. Um, yeah. But he has so much like fake facial hair, and they gave him like two crazy white streaks in his crazy big like froed out Einsteiny mad yeah. scientist hair, and like. He's got crazy goggles with, like, a bunch of different, like, flip-down filters. It's just big comic book energy for yeah. both of them. Just, like, who ca- you know, who cares? Who cares what scientists look like? They're, th- they're there to only create villains and then maybe be killed. Scientists are chuds. 
Full stop. We also see the two technicians at the end. Unless um, you're a medical doctor, and then you get to be horny. Yeah, then you get to be George like Clooney. George Clooney's old job. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, we do see the two t- telescope technicians at the end. They're just in the way. They almost get murdered for the entire like yeah. action scene. Um, but the one guy does go like, "Who are these jokers?" When they walk, when when Mister Freeze comes in, and I pointed out logically, they're working on a telescope that I'm just gonna say it is powered by diamonds. Fine, doesn't make sense. Doesn't have to. But they refer to it as crystals. They refer to them as crystals. I don't Very know off why. Brand. Right, because we've been saying diamonds this whole time. Whatever. There have been a string of diamond-related robberies in Gotham City, the city you work in, the city <laughs> that you are handling many, many diamonds in, and you're unaware that Mister Freeze exists. Which is nuts, because as I pointed out to you guys, since the news was announced, I've had about 20 separate friends mention to me that Nicolas Cage will be playing Nicolas Cage in a movie about Nicolas Cage, because they all know that is relevant to my interests. (laughs) And I feel like somebody in Gotham would have called up that dude and be like, hey, you work with a lot of diamonds, right? You heard about this giant ice man who's been stealing diamonds? Yeah, like they were like the x-ray techs of the telescope world. Yeah. They obviously have a supervisor who, who I assume read newspapers. Yeah. Well, and this project was either wholly funded or they got the last money that they needed from the Wayne Foundation. From the Gala that, fundraiser. Yeah, from the um, family that Gotham is super horny for, the Waynes. And his fucking diamond got stolen at that... Uh, at the gala. Yeah. At the horniest gala. It yeah. is that jungle... That jungle... Oh, yeah. That jungle gala is so fucking... That's where the oily men came in. They were really There were very... Yeah. Those men should have been the neon gang. That's true. Oh, yeah. maybe that was something that was on the cutting room floor. Because you guys were talking about how it's weird that those guys were there to just carry her to the stage. But if she brought them with her. Yeah, if she had encountered the would... oily men, Bane defeated them in battle. And then they were like, well, we'll just be her henchmen now. Yeah, we'll just be oily men together right. and serve our drag Botan- overlord. Call them the botanical oils. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Right? That's really good. I'm of the opinion. Poison Ivy and her essential oils. Yeah, exactly. Why wasn't there a tie-in with herbal essences is my big question. Because those were also some very... Herbal essences was high on their commercials. They were like, we have the woman in the shower having an orgasm just from applying herbal essences shampoo to her hair. We do not need your tie-in money. And those herbal essences smelled like ass. (laughs) They were the most offensive shampoos I've ever smelled in my life. What's this one? What's the scent on this one? Oscar the Grouch. Oh, that's not going to be good. Dumpster. Meanwhile, in the commercial, the woman's like, ah, ah. Try, like, try our new scent, dumpster water. <laughs> try not to come, herbal essences. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to Photoshop so much dumb shit for this episode already, including a really filthy herbal essence bottle. It's like women in commercials, horny over shampoo, salads, and yogurt. Yeah, I'm going to have to do the... Oh, the, fuck, yeah. I'm gonna the have periods to do the are fucking... blue water. <laughs> Is that not true? I hate to break it to you. <laughs> We're all horseshoe crabs down there, Hunter. I assumed, yeah. <laughs> drip, drip, baby. That's why I'm horny for horseshoe crabs. <laughs> They're exoskeleton and blue that's what juice. I, that's, uh, that's my favorite euphemism for the vagina. <laughs> the old horseshoe crab. Uh-huh. <laughs> Close only counts in It looks prehistoric. And, <laughs> it looks grenades. prehistoric and has blue goo. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, can I talk about the confounding codpiece now? 
Oh, oh yeah. Yes. The cod piece that I couldn't understand is there is a scene in the movie where <laughs> Mr. Freeze is in his You really hideout. don't need to specify that it did happen in this movie. <laughs> Thank you, dear. That is what we're talking about. There is a scene where Mr. Freeze is in his hideout. One of his henchmen comes in with the newspaper being like, boss, look at this. Wayne's going to have a big yeah, diamond at this thing. It's to set up the jungle gala scene. But yeah. he's not wearing pants, and he has a skull-shaped cod piece that I found absolutely confounding. Okay, we should set the scene a little bit. So, obviously, Mr. Freeze's hideout is, like, super fucking cold. There's all kinds of, you know, blue lights. It's an ice cream lights. factory Yeah, it's an ice cream factory. And all the henchmen are wearing, like, big fur coats, big fur hats, many layers. Like, they look like they're really, like, layered up against the cold. Except this guy who is, yeah, apparently, I looked at it, I couldn't decide if it was supposed to be bare legs or tights, but it really does look like bare legs yeah, and this yeah. skull codpiece. Yeah, their, their, cost- their costumes look like hockey player mob wives. Yeah. yeah, and it, 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 yeah, it's all shoulder pads and fur. And then this man was it looked kind of Inuit, like clothing hockey players, yeah. and a couple of them had weird skully kind of masks in the museum robbery scene. Okay, that still but, doesn't fit the theme. But no, yeah. the no, it doesn't, and the cod piece is still really fucking weird. Yeah, and like. Yeah. Their costumes, so we've got, like, hockey player mob wives inside of an ice cream shop where they're eating penguin-themed kid cuisines. Like, yeah. and then we get... I remember those. Those are so fun. And then we get He-Man crotch moment. Right. Also, in a previous scene, Mr. Freeze has them singing the fucking Snow Miser part. He's, yeah. like, trying to get them all to sing in unison, which is really weird. Oh, he's yeah. obs- Apparently, he's just... Now I he's just obsessed with cold. I have it listed cold. as a snow miser and morale problems because nobody looks happy. No, they're all freezing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't and, even have a microwave for these dudes. And no. you bri- briefly see Vivica a fox, yep, right? Yeah. Um, as just like horny henchwoman. She is credited as Miss B Haven. Yeah. Sure. She, she's like his like horny side piece, even though his whole story is she's about his mom. But she's also only there wife. in the one scene. Yeah, which yeah. Is oh, weird. well, every villain needs a mall. That's you know, Two Face has two of them in the first movie. Sure, like, they just want everyone to know that Mister Freeze can could get, get it. it, could snatch ass. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> but I do like you know, Vivica Fox is like, hey, I'm fucking freezing here. You want to bone me? Like I'm fucking, di- I'm wearing a clear raincoat for some reason. Look at this yeah. diaper. Yeah, and oh uh, yeah, she has another. It's more diaper ass. It's a weird outfit. It looks like some Jetsons futuristic sort of shit. And it's obviously very cold. She's very cold. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to fuck you. I'm in love with my wife. And she's like, okay, well, his, I his guess wife, I'm leaving. His wife who is dying of a disease. So instead of letting her live her life, he keeps her in a tube. She's a sea monkey. Yeah, she is. She's in a back to tank from she's, Star Wars. She's she's the Sea Man video game. But, I mean, to be fair, this was well established <laughs> in the <sucks>. like. <laughs> <laughs> she's horrifying and she sucks. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, this was well established as like classic Mister Freeze. Yeah, as, backstory and motivation. As his backstory. This was, I believe, this originated with the animated series. It did. Yes. Before, before that, he was just another villain who showed up with a gimmick. Yeah, that he was, was kind of their briefly thing. in the comics as Sub Zero or something. Or his original Mr. appearance. Zero? Yeah, Mister Zero or something. Yeah. Um, and, and then was rebranded you mean as Mr. Yeah. Cool, Freeze. that guy covered in Mister. He's cool Mister. Yeah, I love that <laughs> guy. Cool guy's Mister Cool Ice. <laughs> Have you seen the then and now? He's German. It makes a lot of sense why that's what he... Like, from Germany, it does, German. Yeah. 
Have you seen then and now, like the old photo of him and then like now and he's got even more and he had the original ones like embellished. It's like he has the giant font like on his chest that says like Mr. Cool Ice, but then like at some point he has it on the back of his head. Oh, I don't know about that. The, the 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 current photo I saw is just like a front on, but he had the the font made 3D. I love it. I, I like that guy's commitment, and he's just like, yep. Just imagine being that tattoo artist. That is a job. <laughs> the world has seen your work. <laughs> hey, all the letters are straight, and they say what I'm pretty sure they're supposed to say. So one thing that concerned me very deeply in this movie was the body paint they used on Arnold. It was so thick. And glittery and textured. And I just think back to the TV show Farscape. <laughs> they had a blue lady on it. Yeah. And she had to be killed off like four seasons in because the blue paint was like poisoning her liver. Oh Ugh. my God. So I'm just like, what happened to this man's brain from a whole movie worth of metallic paint on his face? I thought he looked like Tobias Fumke uh, wearing the fucking million fucking diamonds mm-hmm. uh, like face face cream. I blew myself. I blew myself oh, prematurely. <laughs> Come on, daddy needs to get his rocks off. <laughs> you wow. just wanted to watch this movie for the accents. There's like 14 accents in it. It's uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I wrote down every one of his like cool puns, his temperature based puns that I could like take note of. I missed one or two, but some of them are pretty good, and some of them are so stupid that they were you just you know they were like okay, he's just gonna say ice puns, and we'll just fit them in where we can. But some of them are like the thinnest fucking logical connection exactly. to what's happening. He had the best written lines in the whole fucking movie. Right, he's yeah. the most fun. Like they they made poison ivy sound like cuckoo bananas, but somehow this man who has his wife in a tube was logical. She well, I mean, she is that, so arch in this. It's amazing. She's doing that like weird like North Atlantic mid Atlantic mid Atlantic yeah. accent and stuff. Yeah, that she's she like hello have. boys. She, she yeah. went from sounding like a neurotic book nerd that like yeah. generic like, like accent to suddenly being like bah, 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 bah. yeah she's like oh well i'm just doing my research and whatever and then she gets poison ivy and she's like hello boys now kiss me and you you're like my what? tongue when i talk yeah, oh there's a lot of yeah wet lip tongue tongue licking talking oh it's yeah. so you can tell by my cadence that i'm attractive now i'm both attractive and probably evil that's right yeah yeah <laughs> she has great dialogue it's all bad um so, okay, the movie opens with that montage of their suits and their nipples and their butts and their crotches and all that. And then they get the call and they go to break up this museum robbery. You know, also, first line of the movie is Chris O'Dowd going... O'Donnell. O'Don- Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Sorry. Chris O'Dowd is yeah, uh, from I the know, IT crowd. I know, I know. Moon Boy. We're Don't talking about that, that Irish classic. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've heard it's good. Chris O'Dowd, it's Chris O'Dowd going, have you tried turning it off, turning it back on again? <laughs> talking about Ross Common Ireland a lot. You know what? He would have been way more useful in that final scene when they're redirecting When they have to the... pretend to be like tech wizards yeah. to hack the fucking yeah. satellites? Yeah. yeah. You want Chris O'Dowd for that? Um, he would have distracted uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger by being like, the problem with Arsenal is they always try to walk it in and then okay. <laughs> Schwarzenegger would have gotten into a big argument with him. I have a lot of things. I'm sorry, continue. So the first one I love Chris O'Dowd. is the first line of the movie is him going, chicks dig the car. Chicks dig the car. And it's, it's it not, sucks. I'm not a it's fan a, of that. It's a terrible line. Robin is he an deli- incel. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like no one's touched his dick energy. He does have big virgin yeah. energy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know, Robin was a circus performer. And who can't the read. There's, there's <laughs> who may or may not be yeah. able to read. <laughs> the entire time we were <laughs> yeah. The entire time we were watching 
entire time we were watching this, I was making jokes to the effect that he was illiterate because he was a carny turned child soldier. And have you seen him with a book? No, you haven't. That's true. And you point out at the end, they all apparently fell asleep in the living room, like after eating a bunch of pizza and studying for a test, I guess. (laughs) But like Alicia Silverstone wakes up with a big book across her chest and Robin just wakes up and he's like, Nope, nope, <laughs> no thoughts. Yeah. Empty head, no well, thoughts. Because their two characters are illiterate Carney and <laughs> rehash of clueless personality, but reads books. Yeah, she's she's like they try to give her character like dimension by being like you know she's like well my parents died in an auto accident a few years ago and Uncle Alfred's been taking care of me and occasionally I do like dangerous street racing because it lets me feel something. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's useless except to have like a fun chase scene, which we yeah. don't need. There's a there's I'm sure a better way to write a chase scene like that into the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't want to get rid of it completely because I liked seeing all the. Uh, that's where more oh, cod, yeah, yeah. cod pieces come in. You have like the gang that definitely is just a Clockwork Orange, and so you have the there's like, a gang, wig gang. Yeah, the first gang have... are all dressed like Amadeus, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is amazing. Like, it's... and then yeah, the second gang are like legally not uh, the Droogs. I I wish we had spent a little bit more time in that world just because like it's so flavorful for what you want from gotham and And, it's so weird and coolio is there yeah (laughs) like batman returns i think does a good job of showing those like bit character landscapes like whenever you see like criminal activity even though they're like there for one scene they feel fleshed out but there you got like 14 gangs in 30 seconds you could yeah. barely even process all of their costumes yeah, yeah and everything is really colorful it's an aesthetic they definitely absorbed into future yeah. batman things um the the bat those batman like arkham whatever games definitely have elements of this sort of like splashy gritty black light you know yeah. thing to yeah. them like and the- weird architecture as well not oh, definitely. quite to this level no i love the architecture in this yeah i, I really do so this particular movie i i think it's utilized weirdly like i don't like the chase down the arm of the no, giant observatory like man you mean you mean the cockroach car that mr freeze drives in? Yeah. yeah why does Iceman have cockroach vehicle? i don't get that that's so weird yeah. like it, i don't know like it should have just been shaped like a fucking igloo yeah <laughs> yeah just something stupid even an ice block like a bus that looks like a literal ice cube it, it, it should just like look it's... like chili willy it's just a fucking <laughs> yeah. tank that looks like a cartoon it feels penguin like it's referencing something that i don't understand because it's got those spikes in the front and everything. It's shaped also yeah. almost looks like that old silent film, like Met- Metropolitan. Yeah, and it's uh, like Metropolis. Metropolis yeah. yeah. And it's just like nothing else in that movie has yeah. that aesthetic. Yeah. Because I know that different. It's, it's a very like art deco like yeah. shape. Like and, different but... Batmans lean into like certain like as homages to old films or old design oh, yeah, yeah. styles. And that one like yeah, was no. going like full 90s camp yeah. mixed with like goth gotham yeah like, I, I oh and there's also more sports in here than any other a lot of sports like yeah. which i think was probably the most like late 90s early 2000s thing it did is like you have um the Schwar- hockey schwarzenegger's hockey guys and followed then the... very quickly by the sky surfing oh yeah that's true and then all this the is very doritos extreme car racing the maybe yeah. or maybe not rollerblading yeah dinosaur. yeah yeah so, like there's a lot yeah batman enters the museum to break up this robbery like fred flintstone leaving work like, he literally amount, slides down the, the neck and of, tail of a brontosaurus the amount of sports they tied into this i would have expected oh it's all for toys batman rollerblades a full hockey set for mr freeze and i don't remember any of that crap coming out as a kid no see the, the problem is they don't make that stuff for like 
teens. They make it for little kids. Yeah, like five year olds. But yeah, if they had put out like if if they had, I think uh, it was in junior high when this movie came out. Yeah, was it Bauer? Right, the like skate and whatever company. Uh, I don't know. I oh yeah, B A U E R. Yeah, Eddie Bauer. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Bauer. <laughs> um, Jack Bauer. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, if they had done like a Bauer tie-in where it's like, oh, get your Mister Freeze like adult size or teenage size like you know like themed goalie pads yeah and like inline skates and whatever like that would have been great yeah they messed up get your amadeus gang themed inline (laughs) skates get your robin boogie board because he's not a grown-up yeah yeah (laughs) get your robin boogie board does not have an instruction manual because you can't read it Uh. (laughs) so so with this (laughs) so so with these with these with the shit i did point out None of the buttons had words on them. They were all symbols. Yeah, he, it's like a McDonald's fucking cash register. <laughs> What'd you order? Fries? Fry, fry, fry. <laughs> Burger, cheese. The, Burger. the scene where they're trying to do the computer stuff, he's like, guess we're going to have to do it upside down. She's like, boys always do things the hard way and fixes it because he's an idiot. But right. she's also the hacker that found out a password by right. having a three-character password called Peg. Because the lady's name was on a photo. Right. I'm going to crack this, like, password code into my, you know, dying uncle's, like, top secret mini disc. I have so many many problems. But her guesses are like, she's like, hmm, England. Doot, 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 doot. Doesn't work. Wayne. Doot, 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 doot. Margaret. Yeah, it's all the shit that, like, anybody that doesn't know her uncle would guess. Like, she doesn't go like, oh, well, I know, you know, because we're family and I love him and we've talked on the phone or written letters or whatever. He mentioned his, you know, nickname when he was a kid was Scooter and she would type in Scooter or something. This is all just like shit I would guess if I was trying to. I'm like, I don't know. British, no. Old man, no. Michael Go, Like, I'm just... (laughs) Turkish bathhouse. Turkish bathhouse. (laughs) Mantzukas. Like the problem. Mantzukas four twenty sixty nine. I want to know the timeline. Yeah, four two zero six nine. I want to know the timeline of how Alfred is her uncle because that man is four thousand years old. Yeah, and she is twenty. So did her mother give birth to her at like sixty five? Yeah. So it's probably I'm gonna say younger sister Peg Margaret. But like Peg's got to be forty years younger. She probably was like a swinging socialite and stuff in her early years, and then had like a little late in life baby like getting into her 50s so now she's that's why her daughter's a moron that's why her daughter yeah because thinks she's really smart she's she's technically very smart she does know computers she donatello does machines (laughs) (laughs) i've got it my mom's nickname peg her her acting is bad in this and i like alicia it's really terrible i think i mean i think she's great and clueless i really do oh she's perfect in that role and that's a performance like she's not like that all the time because she's not like that in other movies to be fair she's i I mean okay she's leaning a little hard into the you expect me to be an airhead because of like my voice i think i think the specific problem with her character pertains to the overall thing of this movie and it didn't hurt poison ivy because it played into the camp of her character but there was like four women total really oh yeah, yeah there was like frozen side piece (laughs) <laughs> frozen side of beef there's, there's, there's frozen side piece poison ivy batgirl blonde lady who knows batman yeah which is like oh, el mcpherson and, and scientist that had almost no lines because that other yeah, guy was and, going mondays am i right and um, well, he's hanging off and, the side of a building yeah, yeah. and then the x-ray tech of the telescope world. yeah yeah technician and, lady yeah and every single one of those characters was one of two things a gullible moron or horny 
Yeah, I mean, you could technically count it as two, count Poison Ivy as two characters, but that still only brings the total up yeah. to five. Yeah, and Poison Ivy, even when she was a scientist, yeah. she was somehow a scientist who had zero deductive reasoning and didn't figure out that the tunnel next to her lab led to a secret lair full of diplomats and weapons. He literally is running a at black least market poison auction. ring. Yeah, yeah. a black market auction for these super soldiers that he's and she, and she's been like bitches and there about, are, like, he takes my venom and has never are, followed him to where he goes. No, no, yeah, where's he go there's like five like you said diplomats in this room which is like how did they like i understand that it's in like a back room or like maybe there's a secret door like i don't cave, remember like, I don't but know. like yeah it's literally like if crystal was like you know like selling crack out of the back of the house and i just found out about it today <laughs> yeah like right out that window right there she's just like throwing it over the fence yeah and i'm like hey raccoons and letting them <laughs> yeah i've lived in this house for years but i just know yeah oh i forgot to look over there so, so until she became i looked 75 percent of the lab for my missing venom until she became very horny she right. was uh, even though she was a scientist she was she's a Ron, she, bricks. She, no, she's a shrinking violet. You yeah. see, it's a plant pun. You, uh, I hate you. <laughs> um, but even even like the the way that they showed her and Batgirl fighting, Batgirl's like, "I'm not a bimbo dummy. I read Hayata Cha." And like she, her fighting scene is like flappy arms. Oh, it's all kicking. It's all capoeira and, type stuff. And so both of them are like all kicking. Um, and so pretty much every woman in this movie is a dumbass. Batman talks about them and says they're all one line. He said they're all psychotic, and then Robin. Was he, just says, like, he says he oh, says how come all the all the pretty ones are psychotic? And then Robin says that he has an issue with women. And when they do have two women fighting each other, it's that whole like weird straight world trope of like women are always in competition with each other. And th- this is a problem in general. Like I feel like women get written like that all the time. Like I think it almost gets amped up when like. There's a very gay man undertone to a movie because they're like, shit, we got to throw a couple women in. And they're like, what? How do you write about those? And Because, like, like, I I don't think you're entirely wrong. I don't agree with 100% of what you said, but I don't think you're entirely wrong. But also, the men are not any better. No, they're not. Schwarzenegger is the smartest man in this movie. He has has goals, he has a plan, and he has a fucking plethora of one-liners, most of which land. They're definitely not much better, but I do think that, like... But, like, even Batman's an idiot in this movie. Two of the men were fleshed out. Repeatedly, just, you know... Who? uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, yeah. Just fending off women. Oh, yeah. Because you have both... His the the misbehaving. Yeah, Vivica Fox. Oh, ain't misbehaving maybe. I don't Frozen. Know. Oh yeah, misbehaving yeah. is yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a drag queen name. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, all um, these things are like drag queen centric. Oh yeah. But yeah, and then uh, oh oh, Poison, Poison Ivy's Ivy whole performance use... is very draggy, especially yeah, yeah. the the longer very she... divine eye makeup. Like, yeah, the but... longer she goes on, she gets very like arch. But and, so yeah. the you know the then there's the scene where she's trying to use her pheromones on him, and he's like, it doesn't work on me and stuff. Oh, so I wrote this yeah. down because I have I have issues with this logic because it's the kind of logic that only makes sense like for a half second, and then you're like, no, it doesn't actually make sense. Um, yeah, she does. She keeps uh, going like. And blowing CGI pheromones off her palm, and they like swirl around somebody's head, and then that person is hopelessly in love with them because this is a cartoon, and that's fine, that's totally fine, yeah. I have no problem with this. But when she does it to uh, Mr. Freeze, he goes, "Ah, uh, pheromone dust designed to heat a man's blood doesn't work on the cold-hearted." And I was like, 
I'm gonna need more. Like if he said something about his biology, being right? If he was like by that crap he fell in, right? If he was like, "Oh, my frozen ass fucking exosuit freezes the pheromones before they can get to my lungs or whatever," yeah. I'm like, "Oh, fine." But but he's like, "It's designed to warm a man's blood," and the idea is that his his is so cold that it won't work. And he's like, "It doesn't work on the cold hearted." And I was like, "So it doesn't work on like everybody in college that likes the cure." <laughs> like they're just like. Uh, love is a lie. God is dead. And then Poison Ivy shows up and she's like, hello, darlings. You're going to be my henchman. And she blows fucking pheromones no on them. No nihilist for and they all, in this film. Yeah, they all go like, they're like, no, you're stupid. And they all do the hair flip, the emo guy hair flip. Yeah, like I think like, so So Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze essentially biologically were changed at a genetic level to be something different than human. Yeah. yeah. Like they were mutated. And if it, yeah. if it went on that logic, even a quippy one-liner, like it would have made sense. Or but even if his line, sense. even if his line was like, doesn't work on me, I guess my heart is too cold. Then it's like, okay, he's playing with it. But the way he yeah. says it as it's a definite, like. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think it was supposed to be like quippy and cute still, but it was bad. Land. And again, my biggest problem with the movie, I think is the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the script was 15 pages long, Max. Oh, yeah. It was 10 pages of, like, telling you what's happening in the scene and five pages the, of actual lines. The script was just the art book for the movie, and somebody wrote, like, things in the margins. Where they're yeah. like, I guess they could have a gala in this setting. And they just wrote yeah. that down oh, the margin there, of the page. There was also a list of ice puns. Oh, yeah. And maybe some plant puns. Uh, she doesn't really have that many plant puns. No, She's a there, couple. There are a few. Schwarzenegger's entrance line in the movie is "The Iceman cometh," which yeah. is great, and it's like it shows that he's cultured. <laughs> I guess so. In his former life as a scientist who looked exactly like he did in, in Twins and uh, Junior, he looks exactly like he does in Junior. Yeah, he does. Um, to the point where, until they pan down to show him, like, kissing his wife. they just took B-roll from Yeah, Junior. I was like, is this just Junior? <laughs> they just get footage from Junior? I have no idea when that movie came out. I actually think it might have been after this. But, yeah, it's the same couple of years. And then, yeah, he falls in a vat and he's like, now I'm very cold all the time. <laughs> Junior was 1994. Yeah. yeah, so they just took B-roll. They were like, we gotta cut in a scene of you kissing a lady. Like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So the weird My thing- maid is available. <laughs> Remember that scandal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his Ill- his illegitimate child. Yeah, his illicit love affair least, with his man. I hope he at least paid for that kid's college. Oh, I bet. Better have. So the thing with with the, your the, entire the, education was funded <laughs> with ice puns. Stop it. I oh. hope you had a cool time. I hope he still has that costume and just puts it on randomly. I hope he still has the fucking the smoking jacket and the fuzzy uh, oh, polar bear God. slippers. I want that jacket. Yo, casual Fridays, Mr. Freeze yeah. is a look. Yeah, like his dumb suit. I don't it's that like. Drip. I could, I could live his <laughs> life. I hate being hot, so like, move me into like that ice cream shop and give me that robe, and I will be happy. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's coming. Yeah, but his bears. his exosuit looks like Zed from the, the yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, and they they put big circular dinner plates on his ass. Yeah, so you know that he got cheeks. Yeah, just so you know, he doesn't have a flat woman's butt here. <laughs> Yeah, I've got really one did. with the cleft. Like all the women, they made sure that they looked flat ass, but wearing diapers, and every man had like the biggest donk. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell probably doesn't even have an ass, and they're like, "We gotta pad you out, bro." Like they're doing these crazy uh, six pack ab rubber, mm-hmm. you know, nonsense in the front. Yeah. So you can just do whatever. You can see the belly button and the schnips in the front, so you yeah. gotta get it all. Business in the front, party in the back. I'm honestly surprised there weren't dick outlines. Like that's how intense. Oh this yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't like a, a cock vein slipping. In there somewhere <laughs> like pube texture at the top of it cock vein also was my least favorite new metal band 
<laughs> Do you have any more icy puns? I have all of them. He does a, a variation on the line from um, the original X-Men movie. <laughs> Storm is fighting Toad, and she goes, Do you know what happens when a Toad or- is struck by lightning? And he goes, uh-uh. And she goes, The same thing as everything else. <laughs> and she old- strikes him with lightning. <laughs> It's the stupidest fucking line ever. I, good old Ray Park, who plays all the weird yeah. bit characters. He played Darth Maul. He played and he the played headless, headless horseman. horseman. Yeah, yep. I was oddly obsessed with him. I hated Star Wars as a kid. No, oh, like, yeah. I only liked the new ones with the with the Lady Jedi. The Lady Jedi. <laughs> with the Lady Jedi and the maybe bi- bisexual plane driver, as I call him. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oscar, he wa- Oscar he, wa- Isaac, he yeah. wanted to be really bisexual in the last movie, and they wouldn't let him be yeah. really horny. Disney ain't gonna let that happen. Ugh, so rude. But yeah, so I, I hated those movies, but for some reason, like when that first one of the prequels came out, Darth Maul hit different for me, and I was like became obsessed with Ray Park. For yeah, some- I no. think he was one of the like stunt Raidens too in Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a, like a stunt performer and a um, supervisor and yeah. stuff for years. And like, yeah, Darth Maul, man, they knew that's the the whole downfall of that movie isn't Darth Maul, but it is indicative in Darth Maul. Yeah. It's all design and no substance. Yeah. Because when he finally does anything, he immediately dies and he's not a character. Yeah. And that was the character that everyone was visually obsessed with. Right. We wanted him to be the Darth Vader for this trilogy and like have a character that exists over multiple movies and has some kind of arc. You could still kill him at the end. And, and instead they give us uh, the, the guy that looks like the follow-up pope to JP2. Palpatine? Yeah. In the third prequel, and his face straight up looks like a dick. His head <laughs> looks like a wrinkly dick. Everything freezes. Which, again, is the what happens to a toad when, yeah. Yeah. He says, Batman's not going to send me to the cooler. That's all right. These are all okay. I do like, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! the best one it peaks in that first scene it's great he tells everybody to chill he says this is a cool party yeah Uh, i mean the ones that are funny for me are the subtle dumb ones like oh it's a cool party it's a cool party he says it's a cold town which is apropos of nothing really it's just like a thing somebody was like uh you could say a cold town and they're like yeah put it on the list put it on the list and they just needed something there the chilling sound of your doom is another thing he says that's fine Always winterize your pipes. I mean, that one was kind of funny. It was appropriate, but it's so dumb. That was like, it's like a hammer. That was put in there for the dads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every dad in that audience was like... <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're all like... <laughs> and they leaned over to their kids. They're like, it's true, though. You gotta do that. Look like, always keep your thermostat over 56. Like some ridiculous <laughs> shit. Uh, he says at one point something is chilled to perfection. That's fine. Back to back, these two. He says something about hell freezes over, and then the next one is like freeze in hell. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no. And then I think the last one in the movie Maybe is they really wanted it in and weren't sure if both of them were going to make it to final cut. Right. And I, then I get that, but don't put them so close together. Where if you end up accidentally leaving them both in, I think that the editor quit at that point of the movie. <laughs> that yeah. is true. That isn't the final scene. The final scene is garbage. Yeah, it's like 95% of that movie has great cinematography and set design for like a campy film. And lighting. Everything in this movie is lit impeccably until the the final fight. And you get to the last five minutes and it looked like it was filmed on someone's flip phone. It looks like trash. Honestly, it looks, it's got the same lighting problems as in that Justice League movie. Like when it got to the end, I was like, wow, this looks so cheap. Like it looked like a cutscene in like a Final Fantasy game. Because so much of it was CG, but it didn't look great. Yeah, because they look... probably blew all their budget. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. Because they had to do reshoots and all kinds of crap. And, I mean, that's why they got to release that Snyder Cut. That'll fix everything. 
the Snyder Cut that they were like definitely exists and is ready to go except the man won't let us see it. And then they bitched and moaned enough that DC is like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll do a Snyder Cut. And now he's making a, basically a second movie that's going to cost more than the original movie to make. Yeah. Great. Can't wait to not ever see it. <laughs> I would rather watch this movie once a day for three years than see five <laughs> minutes of the Snyder Cut. Ooh. It ends with winter has come at last. So the thing, the thing that I, I find interesting about the, the... It's like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, the Schumacher <laughs> Batmans is yeah. that um, great set design, interesting lighting. A lot of color, a lot of really good color. Yeah, the campiness in it. I think his villains are fun. Villains are always the best, like, because Val Kilmer has more to do in that one than, yeah, than George. Uh, George Clooney has in this one. But that's also because, like, I think they just consider any Batman home life stuff to be, like, the same. So, like, yeah. they're dividing it up between him and Alfred and Robin and Batgirl, like, all having their yeah. own drives. So nobody really has enough to in do. This, in this movie, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl were fucking wet noodle losers. Yeah, no. Like, I would have been happy if all of them just died and then <laughs> the city was destroyed. Like, they gave me no hope for the future Commissioner Gordon or whatever his name is in this was, a, was well, a literal turd. Do, do you <laughs> He's think, the best. Do you think they got caught in needing to have two villains per movie? Well, they have three. The th- Bane. Oh, Bane. I was oh. about to say okay. Chris O'Donnell's Cause mouth. Because like, cause like um, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell's weird mouth. In, in Batman, you just have the Joker, right? Yep. But then Batman Returns, well, so, I mean, a split between... Um, it depends I on... Bat- I thought the first Batman also had a two-faced bit and no, just joker it depends on how you want to break it down because like joker's main henchman bob is a very strong like henchman character he's still definitely a henchman okay. but yeah it's a solo yeah, villain so my, my point is you have that but then in returns it's yeah. catwoman um and the penguin penguin and then also you sort of have this other guy being kind of evil okay. uh, selena kyle's boss oh yeah he's that. the real villain she's kind of an yeah. anti-hero yeah. yeah but so i mean like billy there's... d williams is the harvey dent in yeah. the original batman yeah yeah um, and then uh, for Batman Forever, it's uh, Riddler, Riddler and Two Face. Yeah. And so, like with this, I think it's the your it's your first introduction to Batgirl and uh, here last was, was Robin in Forever. Robert was Robin was in Forever. Okay. That's when he shows up and yeah. So like I, I mentioned while we were watching it, he washes his clothes by he dries yeah, yeah, them yeah, out yeah. by yeah. swinging them like nunchucks. So I think but I, so. Yeah, I think it just might be that like maybe we just had too many people in here. And we they introduced have... four characters. Yeah, I think the other Batmans there's villains technically, but there's also like a bit of antihero vibes about certain villains. Yeah. So like Catwoman's a bit of an antihero. Oh, villain. definitely. Even like Penguin. Penguin is sympathetic until he crosses the line. Like yeah, he doesn't yeah. show up and is immediately a villain. Like Batman doesn't trust him and you as the audience know not to trust him but i think Jim you're Curry's kind of Riddler like is a little bit like like there's these different characters that you feel for a little bit yeah there's, there's a lot of because of the batman animated series there's a lot of pathos for batman's villains like they're all yeah. shown as people who had things broken their way they could be something that helps society rather than hinders it yeah and that's interesting and well, in I this, mean, you if, know, they kind of do if not If we do spun that. how we described this particular Batman, it would be environmental activist and man who just wished socialized healthcare could work for his wife <laughs> fighting against capitalist oligarchs. So really, we yeah, didn't but we need... we weren't ba- couching things in those terms no. in the I 90s. But, so what you're saying is we did not need Batman, Robin, Batgirl. All we needed was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yes! <laughs> he needed to make us have Medicare for all. <laughs> It's true. 
He's like, what um, killed the dinosaurs? He's but like, so, please be quiet. All right, we're going to solve this thing. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> he's best. So I think this will be the hottest take of all of the okay. things. My order of operations for most favorite to least favorite Batmans. Of all's, it, all's Batmans. All of, modern of, Batmans. Of the Batmans starting in 1989 and after. Sure. So you're talking about performance only, not the movie as a whole? Not the movie as a whole, but as Batman as a role. Okay. okay. And I'll, expl- I'll get it. After sure. I give you the list, I'll give you a little backstory on it. So Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton... Christian Bale, George Clooney dead last. Okay. So I think the reason Michael Keaton is number two, even though Batman Returns is my favorite Batman, I think he's he's got too much of a wasp personality. He's very dry. He's a little too dry for my liking. He's a little too cut off. Like, he's too buttoned up emotional. Like, he's, he's too repressive of himself that he's, like, trying to play that role of, like, being, like, very separate individuals way too much for my, like, liking where Val Kilmer... I think is a little more emotionally approachable. Like, I think, like, he has that split about, like, save the girl versus save yeah. Robin. He actually seems to have, like, an emotional love life a little bit more than yeah. Keaton. So that's why Keaton gets knocked down a little bit, even though he's, like, so famous for being in that role. Like, I think yeah. he's a great Batman. Christian Bale annoys the shit out of me in that <laughs> voice. And George Clooney is, like, I would think he was a terrible actor based off of Batman and Robin alone. He He's just so, like... Yeah, bro. I'm gonna get the bad guy. Like he has very, no emotion. He's, he's very sleepy. In he's this never movie. concerned. No, there's a there's a judgmental and self assured a little too much. There's a detachment to a lot of Clooney's performances that works for most yeah, of them, like in Ocean's Eleven. It Ocean's works. Eleven yeah. and From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Oh yes. Where like he's in the middle of like almost gonna get killed, and he never his eyes never widen. Yeah. Like he's always like. All right, now we're gonna have to shoot a bunch of people. Let's do like, it. Like, like, like Keaton played the detachment well in his character. Like it's a part of his character sure. yeah. like development. I just like that they finally let him have a little more emotion when Val Kilmer came along. Val Kilmer's just—I don't think he gets enough credit as an actor. No, I don't think he gets enough credit in general. I, I think, think he's, he's like a, a really much better Batman than people. I think he's a really fun personality, yeah. and like any failings of that movie was less about him and more about like the bad script writing again. Because mm-hmm. I feel like both I those honestly, movies like... suffered from scripts. I mean, I'm really curious to why he didn't return as Batman. I, I, th- I think it was so, his call. Uh, IMDb, apparently it was a whole thing where Joel Schumacher didn't particularly enjoy working with Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer at that time was like... Yeah. Diff- but, he had, he's a lot of difficult like baggage yeah. to work with. Yeah. But when they that were... Was, at- this was, sorry, this was around the time of the um, Island of Dr. Moreau thing. Okay. Where he it was famously like a troubled production, which was him trying to match fucking egos with Marlon Brando, which is never going to happen. They were going to do this movie and they approached Falcom about reprising his role. He uh, turned this down to work instead on The Saint. Oh boy, that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. well, because he would have been a better Batman in this, um, and oh, yeah, the Saint been, is not great. But he maybe would have like saved some of the bad script if yeah, he was maybe, the Batman, because George Clooney well, doesn't seem to know how to improv at all. No, and I feel like him being a returning actor would have helped ground the movie a little bit and yeah, he sure. also was like hey I had more to do in this last movie like you need to give yeah. me more to do I also do. think his dynamic with Robin was better like I think because George Clooney is such a flat actor in this yeah and obviously Chris O'Donnell is a flat actor too and I know you're joking and saying he acts with his face but he doesn't even when he took his mask off he just acts with his mouth <laughs> it really is yeah like he is he's a big like face guy actor but in this I think because he spent so much time in a mask he forgot to use the upper half yeah. of his face so I, I do think that like there are dynamic was stronger their their relationship was like better and more like in this at the end of the movie when they're doing like we're family now you know he's like he's like come on partner lover brother whatever he doesn't say lover 
but he's like, you know, brother. And I was like, brother. The, the lover. Dad. The lover was implied. Well, the, yeah, emotionally well, disconnected father. Well, that's the thing is in the comics because the age difference, it's always been like surrogate son. Like yeah. I'm being the father that I never had. You know, which at that point yeah. it, 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 it they almost play it like Batman's well, forty and he's so twenty. Right, Here's... but but what, what, what I was saying is at, when he said that, that pulled me way out of the movie really hard because I was like, they don't have in this in Batman and Robin. They don't have a like no. brotherly interaction. It feels very like distant father Paternal, and yeah. you know rebellious son yeah. who's like you know you just mad because I like this girl and she whatever you know like that she kind of dumb to touch thing. My right, yeah. but in Batman Forever they did have more of a brotherly like interaction. They felt mm-hmm. like they were on the same page. Yeah. So it might also be them trying to um, age up Robin because one of the next movies after this was going to be a Nightwing spinoff. Oh yeah, and definitely. Was probably going to be uh, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> still playing. If it was Chris O'Dowd, I'd just be asking you if you want a cup of tea a lot. Yeah. With Richard Iowade. Oh, yeah. oh my god. god. Make but make them as the Joker. Also, no, make them like, Batman. I'm the Joker. And, make them Batman <laughs> and Robin. Have you? I love it. Have you read about how this tanking is like a major reason why the Nicolas Cage Batman, not Batman, Nicolas Superman. Cage Superman didn't happen? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I would have liked Superman if that happened. Probably because it would have been a train wreck in a different way. Well, um, it was it was going to be Tim Burton yeah. doing a Superman movie, which is so... I mean, like, I know he can do it, and especially at this time, like... Also, it would have been more of a reach for him because it's such a different, like... Tone. Yeah. Because it's not cynical. And, like, I don't think there's an inherent cynicism in Burton's movies, but his movies are, like, dark and weird. But, like, at this time, there was still a lot of camp and fun in them. You know, yeah. he, he did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was one of the least cynical... Yeah. movies ever but as things have gone on he's just like i don't know he's gotten lazy like i don't see as much like effort in his movies mm-hmm. but like i feel like man if he had made the nicholas cage superman movie like boy that would have been something uh would have been superman lives superman lives Ooh. i i there's photos of cage like in the superman suit like doing tests like yeah motion tests and stuff yeah. and it's just it's so good He's got Superman's, like, long 90s hair. Oh, Well, God. I mean, at that point, he Ugh. was in, like, peak, like, dramatic improvisation, like, of his career. He would have done some... Cage? Yeah, he would have yeah. done some wild stuff. Yeah, we would have gotten, like, the performances... This is in the sweet spot of The Rock, Face Off, yeah. and um, Con Air. Con like, Air. <laughs> yeah. Those movies are all great, all fun. Oh, yeah. And he, this would have been right in that sweet spot where he was just, like, firing on all cylinders. I, I feel like Christian Bale is so low for me because he's just a fucking edgelord in that role. Yeah, I I think he's fine. He's good in Batman Begins. But I remember in the interim between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, all the, you know, I was really excited for it. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I like that first movie. It, it did some really smart stuff. It, it elaborated on, like, the Batman concept in an interesting way. It presented an interesting universe. I was really hyped for it. I remember reading an interview or seeing an interview with him where he's like, nah, just, I, I learned how to do the Batman voice in the interim. And, you know, because in the first movie, I, I blew my voice out so often that, like, you know, we had to, like, reschedule shooting and blah, blah, when I was trying to talk in that Batman voice because it's important Batman and, and Bruce don't sound the same. And I was like, oh, that's smart. Yeah, sure, it's true. Could have just used voice modulation. Right, but but then I was like, oh, cool. I can't wait to hear what his new Batman voice is. And then when he shows up in that movie, the first thing is, you know, the guy's like, I'm just like Batman. He's like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. (laughs) And I was like, oh, he just sounds like, like, he just sounds like Nathan Explosion. They did some weird voice modulation in those movies between the Batman and the Bane voice, like Doug Benson doing the like, oh yeah. Oh, so I realized, hold on, I have to do this for y'all. 
I realize this thing, I do it for myself every once in a while and I just laugh. If you cover your mouth and you talk like this, you sound like Bane. But if you remove your hands, you sound like Ignignot from the Aqua Teens. <laughs> it's the same voice, Batman. Oh Isn't that God. right, Er? Yeah, man. Oh, now I'm going to cover my hands again and I sound like Bane. <laughs> it's the same voice. It really is. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Oh, Hunter, what's your uh, Thanksgiving Bane? Thanksgiving Bane? Uh-oh. <laughs> my Thanksgiving Bane joke is, uh, yeah. when the turkey is finished, you have my permission to pie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. It should be noted, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving. It won't go, it won't drop till February, but. Yeah. Yeah. You won't hear from us until the deep winter. Deep, deep winter's With coming. Uh, go outside, it's cold, because it's me, Mr. Freeze. Perfect seasonal timing. Unless you're listening to this on the West Coast, in which case, thank you for listening to our podcast. But yeah, um, is there anything else we wanted to specifically talk about? I don't know. I mean, the I plot of the movie of... is that, you know, it's Mr. Freeze's origin that, like, his wife has a, has a disease, and the only way he could stop the spread of the disease Ooh. is to freeze her cryogenically, and then as a byproduct of that... He received a, a workplace injury, which resulted in him being Mr. Freeze. Uh, comic book nerd, I have a question. Yeah. Have they named Mrs. Freeze's condition previously? Um, I don't because think so. In, in this, they, they call, call it McGregor. McGregor's syndrome. Yeah. But I don't recall that ever being what it was termed. No, I don't. Today. I think that might have originated in this, and I don't know if it stuck around after this. Okay. In this, like, fictional disease crap, they're like, oh, it's a... <laughs> Genetic condition where the the lungs fill with fluid and it becomes hard to, to breathe. So it's just like Batman cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking through my list to see if there's anything specific. I, mean, I have sexy monkey burlesque because that's definitely oh. a thing we do. Yeah, in this we mentioned we didn't. Horny we, monkey. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go into the jungle gala. Um, sorry, we're recording in a room with uh, Jericho the cat. Uh, so he's he's, he's got a jingle ball because he yeah. likes to sneak up behind people. So it just sounds like Mr. Freeze had somebody wear jingle bells, which would be fitting. Yeah. Very fitting. Or the Batman chastity belt. Yeah. The Bat City belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. We're keeping our boners at bay. Anytime you hear a bell, somebody's horny. Yeah, the horny Batman. Horny monkey. The Jungle Gala, it's a wild set. I can't describe it. You got. You should see it. But there's like a big stone arch in the middle. And, you know, it's like a tunnel. And there's a big procession of dancers. And there's a lot of costuming. The weird thing in, in this Joel schumacher world is it's kind of hard to tell who is like a performer and who is like a guest. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, the guests have also insane face paint and headdresses and a hair. Lot of them yeah. 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 So, some people just have lays on, but then some people, I'm like, okay, you're sort of in between. There's a woman who is supposed to be, like, a debutante because she, the way she's reacting in the crowd and who she's with is very, like, oh, heavens. But she has, like, a weird, like, Z lightning bolt, like, painted on her face, yeah. like some Aladdin sane shit. <laughs> it's a weird vibe. So they're, they're having a, a, an auction, a, a sexy lady auction. All the sexy ladies are named after... Flowers. Flowers. Magnolia. Yeah, they're all bidding, I'll take $70,000 for the Magnolia. I also thought it was funny that uh, Poison Ivy was supposed to be really horny, but the only people visibly horny in the crowd, like there are people who are amazed, but the only visibly horny people were the heroes and the cop. Pat Hingle gets it bad. Horny she boys. double doses him for some reason, which is unnecessary. She just likes to drug people. That's her kink. This is worse than when I took a Cialis. <laughs> oh my god. 
Would you like to come back to my house and we can sit in side-by-side bathtubs? I was actually going to make a reference to that, yeah. (laughs) But so the thing that kept pulling me out of the movie is like, so we know it's campy, it's extra, certain things are going to be suspended. It's very heightened, yeah. Suspended belief, but like every law of of physics and science was thrown out to the window to the point that like I would get distracted by it. So I have these notes like... uh. Do the thrusters really help on the Batmobile? Like, why would a car indoors need rocket launchers on the back of it to get out of its garage? Yeah. Or the front of it, like, the engine? Yeah. Like a spinny ice cream It's a turbine. Yeah, Yeah. but like... Why? Like what jets have. And this doesn't fly at all. No. So, like, what the... No, that's the Bat plane, not the Batmobile. Yeah, like, they're separate vehicles To make it faster on the land. So all that shit, or, like, that the rocket looked like a chode... Like, it did. It was very yeah. foul, but also the fact that he's like, you're going to freeze inside of this stupid-ass rocket, but then we've got Robin climbing on the outside, absolutely fine. Yeah, Robin is well, just no, climbing it outside. To, it needs to reach 30-whatever thousand feet, and then it will be your th- No, but it's already so freezing from, inside. They so cut yeah, back inside, and there's ice forming. So you just forming. go from warm to cold. That's how our atmosphere works. Nothing yep. else. Nope, and air. No problems with air. Yeah. And like that, and giant Schwarzenegger in a I don't know seventy five pound like metal freezing suit can glide on weird metal wings. Uh, The the buildings looking like they're two hundred stories tall, and you don't see the highways until the seventieth story. Yep. But I think the one that that's good. You know that really cuts down on traffic noise. It does. We've got to have a real cool time. Come on. This is the only reason you wanted to watch this movie. It's the only reason I really wanted to. Yes. You just wanted to do all of the bad accents. I love Schwarzenegger. The horny old accents. men. It's so funny. The, the Listen, bat, I just, bat voice. It doesn't matter what movie we do. I do bad accents all the time. <laughs> yeah. Even if there's no accents in the movie, I will diverge. Not intentionally, but we end up talking about something and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like Michael Caine would be like, you know, like yeah. whatever. And then I just end up there. Oh, I do bad voices very out of context. So I like to um, sing everyday life activities either in Rick Astley or Morrissey's voice, but in a really weird version of Morrissey's voice. Oh. Or, my like, Morrissey voice is like um, Dudley Do-Right. That's my <laughs> Morrissey. It's I, like, look out, Penelope. Or like yesterday. Stop me. Stop me. Oh, yeah. like emo crooning. Yeah. Yeah. One thing about the horniness is uh, I had this realization when um, Robin does make a passive reference to wanting a Robin signal, not just a bat signal. And Batman's like, this is so stupid and wasteful and like, you're impudent child. And Robin's like, you're just mad because Poison Ivy wanted to kiss me and not you. And he's like, that's, I'm not, he's like, she wants to kill us. You're an idiot. He's like, shut up, dad. You know. <laughs> and um, Shut so, up, bad dad. Right, shut up, bad dad. So Poison Ivy and Bane do get to the top of Gotham PD, and they break the bat signal, and they replace it with a Robin signal, and that happens. And Robin's like, it's the Robin signal. She's calling me. Poison Ivy. I have to go, you know. And he's like, she's just going to try to kill you, dick. I realized that, you know, Batman being like, dude, don't do it. It's it's dangerous. And like, whatever. I mean, also, Batman could have gone to help him, but fuck that. Whatever. Um, he told him to wear the river lips. He did. He talked him into that finally. Yeah. That was the, like, you're my brother, my teacher, mother, secret lover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Robin is everybody that is like risking COVID to go on Tinder dates. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, exa- oh, yeah. I had that realization watching this. I was like, oh, God. Rob- Robin you- is the guy on COVID who wants to slip it in and is totally like flabbergasted by people who don't want to go on a coffee date with a stranger they've talked to for 15 minutes. Yeah. So, too horny to live. Got yep. it. Yeah. So, we were talking during the movie about the lack of other help around the house because you don't see anybody. It's at Wayne only Manor. Alfred. 
He it's, does the taxes. He knows how to build the Does car. the taxes, reshingles the roof, washes the windows. He's the gardener, gasses up the car and the Batmobile. He's the mechanic. He designs it all. He programs the computer systems. He installs the security cameras. He did all the construction himself. <laughs> Alfred is the man. He's probably got a Zamboni-sized floor waxer. Oh, yeah. Which he probably built with Wayne money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. That was one of his R&D projects. Yeah. He's but, like, Master Wayne, I had, to, I, had to, I had to dip into the kitty a little bit so, so I could build the Zamboni floor waxer. So I did want to mention the wor- it's the worst line in the movie. And again, I like Alicia Silverstone. I think she's very good in other stuff. But I think she has definitely gotten better as an actress. She has the worst line in this movie when Batgirl shows up and she helps defeat Mr. Freeze gang and the... All, all three of them, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, have now a second bat suit that has, like, silver highlights because it's their Arctic fight wear, like, you know, because it's a toy line. It doesn't serve any purpose, does nothing, whatever. They don't have any new gadgets, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because they had, they had the ice skates at the beginning of the movie with a regular suit, and they had the fucking melter guns in the beginning of the movie with a regular suit. Yeah. Like, so the whole new suit thing is just, like, stupid. Yeah, there's nothing inventive. No, it doesn't do, it doesn't serve any other purpose. Just wearing a lot it, of metal in a cold environment. Yeah, it just shows that they can sell a second Batman toy, you know. Yeah. And at the end, you know, they're like, oh, we defeated Mr. Freeze and we saved the fucking, we used the satellites to melt all the snow and all the, uh, great, everything's, everything's great. And then she goes, Bruce, it's me. I found the Batcave. <laughs> oh, yeah, where she acted like her weird eye covering made him have no idea who this weird blonde woman who got into his bat cave was right the, the 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 blonde woman who is the height and personality of the only other blonde woman he's been hanging out with besides yeah. his girlfriend that he didn't want to marry i mean and even even in that like if they like she was definitely it was written terribly she wasn't casted correctly in that. no i i think she was a bad choice i just think that the character is weirdly like unclear as to yeah. what her drive is i mean robin and batman are throwaway characters in these movies like they the movie this wouldn't especially have, yeah the movies wouldn't have lost anything without them like <laughs> i mean it's called batman you need at least him yeah well, you can get rid of robin theoretically we, we need a new batman like batman will be there we just need a different batman but robin and batgirl could have just like never existed and no one would have cared no, yeah. The I, only thing we would have missed is like the dad son fight of over who gets to fuck the plant lady. Right. <laughs> like, who gets to fuck the gardener? <laughs> the lady whose skin is made out of chlorophyll. Yeah, she says her skin is chlorophyll. Which, which that's not how chlorophyll works. No, now, it's baby a, girl. It's cellulose. Yeah, and you're a plant scientist, and I'm shocked you didn't it's know that. Cellulose, and also, how could your blood be aloe? That shit is not. Like she's a plant now. A liquid, like she's, a plant she's now. saying. She's a plant yeah. now. She's I don't know what else to say. Oh, solid. at the end, she has a snake plant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the snake plant that it's a plant stem, but a snake head. So where does the tongue come from? It just looks like a Mario thing. It, yeah, it um, does. Oh yeah, we should or like mention little shop of horrors. Yeah, we should mention she her you know her Turkish bath hideout at the end. She's sitting in the mouth of this big plant. Then she gets out. She throws Robin in the water. He's in the water for a straight 10 minutes. He can't get uh, out of a pool they, for 10 and minutes. And they do such a gross uh, reversing the film That's uh, That's 100%, I think, a nod to the 60s Batman. Okay. I feel like that is intentional. Uh, and then it, it's a nod to that. I don't okay. know if that's true, but it feels correct to me. It, do- um, it doesn't. Not only is no, it Robin looks like shit. Good. Not only yeah. is Robin illiterate, he can't swim. Someone really did a disservice to this child. The pool is not that deep. No, it's not. He, he could stand, stand up and he'd be mostly out of the water. It's like those like garden wading pools. Yeah, it, like the edge of the pool would be armpit height. Definitely. And it takes him 10 minutes to climb out. And by the time he does, Batgirl has busted in. They had a kick fight with Poison Ivy. And they kicked Poison Ivy back in the plant she was sitting in, which then eats her. And I guess that's it. Well, the it. funny part about that kick fight is Poison Ivy was attempting to punch and then... 
Batgirl's arm was like they were just like dry flapping in the wind. Yeah, it's just it's it's an all it's an all kick fight, and I don't get it. And that's where like I think of, Uma like, should have won because she got them stems. I know, but then when <laughs> she so lands, tall. then when she lands back, she gets booted back into the plant. She the, acts like this plant is eating her. You were inside, right? Of the it. plant eats her, and she was sitting in it a moment ago. How how would that plant even hurt you like that if it let you live in it? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And that was my big issue the first time I saw it. I was just so mad at that. Especially if you're supposed to be Mother Nature now. Why would your right. your plant child do right. dirty like that? Yeah. No. It's so dumb. That was just a, like we don't know how to end this scene. Yeah, and I feel this like, girl can't fight. I feel like that's where stuff starts going wrong because then you go from that into the whole yeah. uh, finale fight at the observatory. Oh yeah, and just they wasted all that money on that plant effect that like they Did lost nothing, budget. Went nowhere. Yeah, they didn't have the money to train <laughs> Alicia Silverstone on how to fight. So it's not. A, it's honestly, it's not a well shot fight. Not none of the. There's not a lot of fighting in this movie, and no. when there is, it. A lot of it is not shot well. It's a lot of running, skating, and chasing. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, colliding and then, like, a shot of somebody going flying. And motorcycle accidents. Chris Um, O'Donnell should not be trusted on a motorcycle. No. Why is that? He makes poor decisions. Batman has to do the kill switch on his motorcycle at one point. Also, why don't the two of them ride in the same car? Don't they? It doesn't have two seats. No, it's only got that one that turbine. That was the one seater. Science is more of a suggestion than anything. Especially in this movie. I don't even think they suggest science in this movie. I think <laughs> no. that they don't believe in science. They push a button and then a screen does this and it says this and then that happens. Flatters There's a Batman. lot of lasers and mirrors. That's true. And fog. There is a oh, lot yeah. of fog. All the unnecessary lasers in the museum and the Batcave that act like there's some sort of security device but then you see... Alicia Silverstone just walked through them. Yeah, yep. there's just lasers in there for like a cool video. Dead Z's going to perform later. Oh yeah, they're going <laughs> to give me the keys to Gramercy Park. <laughs> Got the key to Wayne Manor Park. <laughs> it's a Dead Z reference for the eight people that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dead I mean, Z weren't popular, right? Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, Dead Z is fronted by Cher's son. Cher and Greg Allman's son. Who was in the Turn Back Time music video as an 11 year old playing guitar wearing like ratty blonde hair and like a tie dyed shirt and his mom is like dancing like ass out right in front of him. So like he's right behind her cheeks most of the filming of that music video. Great. Uh, Is there any other things we want to note about this movie? Uh, When they first deliver Mr. Freeze to the prison he is in a refrigerator. Yeah. And uh, when he breaks out, one of his prison guards is Jesse Ventura. Yeah. They're, they're, that's where they plotted their political careers. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be the governor. He's like, me too. I'm going to do that as well. That's oh, Jesse it. Jesse Ventura has a terrible voice. He does. That's like, I'm I, the governor of Minnesota. He didn't, he didn't even look like himself, really. Like, you couldn't really, like, from a quick glance, you weren't like, oh, that's Jesse Ventura. No, and I think they had dubbed him. Yeah. <laughs> And so He's the, like, hey, Arnold. And the fact that you picked up on that <laughs> stupid-ass voice. Yeah. When they had him ADR some dialogue. I was like, that sounds like Jesse Ventura. And then I was like, mm, not sure. It was. It was. Yeah, Hunter's good at picking this thing, these things out. Well, I also know that Ventura, you know, is, is friends with Schwarzenegger uh, mm-hmm. and usually would, like, pop in for... Yeah, other movies predator predator yeah. that's the big one but like the beefy boys in the jungle movie yeah the jungle against boys. an enemy that you can't see that also has red locks for some reason yeah um allison anything else i don't know any other final <laughs> notes i mean there's so little actual plot it's hard to have notes yeah, yeah no. i mean i don't know i thought it was interesting that we see mr freeze cry and it turns into like an ice diamond yeah that part doesn't that's it, i mean it's it's okay cg but yeah it crystallizes on his cheek and, and yeah. then like 
It's weird that it looks like a crystal, like an actual stone, though, because I'm like, it had a little more like a, a face icicle. Yeah, it should have. It should have froze like yeah. a drop of water, not like yeah. a, a faceted stone. Or something yeah. compressed, like carbon life form compressed for yeah. long periods of time. But yeah, then it like it, it freezes so badly that it turns into snow and whatever. Oh my god. That's Was that bad. about fragile masculinity and the one tier? It's about frigid masculinity. Frigid, fragile masculinity. I mean, yeah, that was at a time where we could have male characters cry, but it was one lone tear. And I mean, sometimes it was even preferable if women cried like that as well, because we don't want to see people actually feeling feelings. So I would mention and link to the uh, When Batman Cries music video, but they apparently took it down. No. It was great. It's like a, it's like a it's like an actual song that a guy put on his actual album, and the video is him like kind of dressed like Batman a little bit, like in a cul-de-sac somewhere, like in the rain, like singing when Batman yeah. cries. Yes, yeah, in the rain and it's in the great. shower, and just like it's legitimately great. Wet and sad. Yeah, but it's not as good without the video, which is probably why they took it down. Ah, man, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, do you want to vote? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for considering that. <laughs> Carefully before I'm we try- I'm trying to read my notes and I can't read my fucking handwriting. You should definitely fix that before the next movie. Oh, whatever. Oh, listen, I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah. Next episode is episode 50. You can't have these scratchy notes you can't read. Yeah, no, like my last... The big 5 damn it. My last note is just planetarium I mean, this nonsense. Is, this is why my whole... notes look like this, because I can't read my own handwriting. So, oh, yeah. to talk about the toxic paint on his skin, I... Drew a paint can around it. Yeah. So I would remember that that's... Yeah. If I couldn't read it with that routine. Gotcha. <laughs> Illustration of the skull dick. Skull cod piece. Yeah. And how I presume the rest of the costume looks under its coat. Yeah. yeah uh, like Borat. Borat yeah. banana hammock. I imagine Hunter will post uh, I will. an image on social media, but also uh, if you yourself are viewing Batman and Robin, it is, yeah, when a henchman comes in to tell Mr. Freeze about the gala when he has and, the Mr. Newspaper. Freeze, and Mr. Freeze freezes him, you can see the cod piece slightly before when he comes in, but then definitely when he's already frozen. Yeah, when Schwarzenegger walks up to pry the frozen newspaper out of his hands, you can see it. Yep. It's, it's quite yeah. visible. I was extremely perturbed by yeah. that. It's weird. Yeah, and I <laughs> never noticed it until this viewing, and then oh, I was obsessed with it. No, I've never noticed it. It's very strange. It'll definitely be on our social media. Yeah. All right, do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah. So this is a hate watch, but if you've never seen it, you should absolutely watch it. It's not a good movie. There are a lot of things that don't work. There are things that I find kind of enjoyable, but it's it doesn't quite come together for me. You should watch it. You should watch all the Batmans. I'm a big simp for Batman in general. <laughs> I'm sorry, big simp for Batman? A simp for that industrious rich man. I, I mean, I told you. Like, again, my, my absolute favorite thing is Batman the Animated Series, Kevin Conroy. I own it on box set. <laughs> Uh, I also quite like the Batman Beyond uh, with, um, uh, what's his face? Shit. Chip Douglas. No, God. <laughs> Kirk Hammett No, he was, he was the older brother on Boy Meets World, and then he did a fuck ton of voice acting, and he was Lion-O in the reboot of Thundercats. Barry Bostwick. No. I don't even know what his name is. Will Friedel. Friedel? I Friedel. can't. Well, I don't I know how to Friedel. pronounce it. Friedel. Yeah. But yeah, Big him. Friedel. Him. Yeah, I, I you know. To a slightly lesser degree, because it's like all like you know, uh, futuristic and so cute, and I'm like, I mean, that part's kind of lame, but like 
It has some decent storylines, but yeah. So the, the animated Johns. But then there were a few animated Johns after that that weren't quite as good. Oh, also the Lego movie Batman thing was quite a good time with Will Arnett. Yeah. 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 So that voice. So those, but yeah, watch all the Batmans, but also this is a Batman that you should watch at least once, and then if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it again. It's fine. Rowan? Oh, man. I'm torn. I think if you want to watch it for homosexual camp and ridiculous villains, it's a great watch. But based off of it being the shittiest Batman that I've ever watched, like the person playing Batman, then it is quite the hate watch. Like if your if your superhero can be thrown in the trash and you would still find the movie enjoyable, then it'll probably lean on the hate watch side. Yeah, um, I think this movie is bad, um, but it's a great watch. It's it's insane. <laughs> There's almost no like performances in it. The performances in it are just so wild. Um, again. Joel Schumacher, I don't think, cared about anything except for the design. But that's what's worth watching, because the design is, like, impeccably good and weird. I, yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, not a good movie. Not at all. But fun to watch. Fun to make fun of. Uh, I would I would say it is a great watch. So this is a very conflicted, complicated, footnoted uh, <laughs> verdict on this movie. But I feel like we all kind of came down the same general... Yeah. Generals. Maybe different ways of couching it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also convinced you can turn this movie into a silent film and you'd still be able to get the entire plot of it. Oh yeah, there's no plot. Every line of text and you would still get the entire storyline. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you want to send people to your <laughs> social media or your Tinder? Or... Uh, um, I am a, an internet ghost. Uh, I technically have social media, but probably the last time I posted on any of it was like two plus years ago um i just lurk like a creep um if anyone wants to find me anywhere they can find me at the yale school of medicine food trucks on my lunch break um, but otherwise see you never fair okay <laughs> Uh, well, if you want to email us, uh, you can do so at write, hate, watch, great watch. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at H-W-G-W podcast. And um, I think that's it. You can catch us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday. On Movie John or anywhere you can get podcasts, I guess. this is It's February, so I hope it's not too cold for everyone. And I guess that's it. Bye. Bye. Say bye. Rowan, it's me. I found the bat cave. Wait, I took my glasses off. Now I don't know who I am. Hi, Rowan, it's me. Wait, Rowan. Oh, Rowan, it's God. me. I found the bat cave. I just want to mention, yeah. Whale's penis is called a dork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's my favorite. Um, I found that out. I laughed and laughed and laughed, and that was just last week. So the, the horniness... <laughs> You're still laughing. It's still funny. <laughs> <laughs>